As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is dedicated to Arwen, the Snuggly Husky. Our hearts are full knowing that you now chase adventure in the undying lands. We love you, girl. Hello, friends, and welcome to An Unexpected Podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda. That's right. Uh, this week, we'll be covering the Mirror of Galadriel as part of our journey through Middle-earth. Yeah, man. Um, before we get to that, though, my good friend, Lane, um, I we wanted to, when we started the episode, dedicate this episode to Arwen. Mm-hmm. And so before we get into you know the thick of it, I thought we'd, well, talk about Arwen a little bit. Yeah, you had man. some things I think you wanted to maybe share with us. Yeah, uh, too much to even, I mean, we, sh- we could make like a whole series just on her, but... Um, some of you, I mean, a lot of you probably know because you've heard her little tip tap in the background of her claws on the hardwood. But yeah. Arwen has been, um, um, she's been here for every podcast, for every episode we've done, for every time we've met as a book club. You know, we right. all gather around this table and she's been right by our side or just in the other room, just there listening and, and uh, would refuse to go to bed until we're done. Sometimes that would be one or two in the morning, Yeah, you know, three in the morning sometimes. Yep. Um, I don't know. I can't really. I mean, I don't know how you. I don't know how you put into words how much my family loves our animals. I know a lot of you are the the same way. Yeah. Um, and how a pet becomes more than a pet. They're a they're a part of your family. Yeah. And um, yeah. So this this week, Arwen uh left us. So it's been really it's been hard. It's been really hard, dude. Um. Because she, she, and I don't, I don't know if I, I haven't shared this. I'm not really sure, but she's had cancer for like four years, mm-hmm. and she's too old to, to to operate. If they put her under, she might not come back out. Yeah, yeah. So for, oh man, like three or four years, she's been living with like breast cancer, and so she has these, she had these tumors. Yeah, and um, uh, didn't never really ever seem sick. I mean, she slowed down. She's an old dog. She's 16. Yeah, 16 years old. Yeah, so truly an elf, and um. You know, starting to slow down because she was older, but uh, never really seemed in pain. But um, it just there were some complications, and it just seemed like it was it was time. We we never wanted her to be in pain or suffer. Um, but it's the, it's the worst. Anyone who out there has had to do that, it's the worst decision. I mean, I had to put it on my my mom and my dad. I felt yeah. like a little kid. I was like, Mom, Dad, this is what's happening. Yeah. Please, you guys sit because I can't. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So it's it's been amazing. It was it was, um, it, it was uh, really really hard, but 
Um, it just, again, it's like, I'm so thankful for my family. We have such a tight family that help each other and understand one another. Um, you know, my parents picked her out as a puppy. Yeah. 16 man, that was... years ago. Um, it was actually my mom who singled her out and wanted her specifically. Yeah. And, and she and my dad took care of her for most of her life. Yeah. My sister raised her like the very first summer that, that we had Arwen. She, um, you know, uh, house broker and took her on walks and like made sure she didn't chew everything up. And yeah, so yeah. she really raised her. And then Sarah and I and Winnie have gotten to um, give her like a nice retirement home. So, you know, yeah. she spent her last days here. So, man, I, I, I can't imagine what you're going through because, you know, just the few, when I come over, I come over once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed it the other day. We, we meant to podcast on Tuesday. And I couldn't, I really couldn't bring myself to, I was even texting Sarah and I was like, nah, we, you know, we just need to chill, you know, because yeah. it, it, we don't, she's not here, right. you know, and right. I can feel it. I can yeah. sense it. There's and a presence so gone. I there. couldn't, I couldn't yeah. imagine, you know, you're here every day, you know, this is your home. Yeah. And that's, dude, that's and, the thing uh, that's been hardest is it's little stuff. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I walk and she would just follow you everywhere. And so I look for that. I, I'm listening for that <clears> tip tap. <laughs> Yeah. And it's not there. And I'm like, what's what's different? What's wrong? And that's what it is. Yeah. I, I go, I don't know, from room to room and I'm like, I gotta let R when she's outside, probably gotta let her back. Dude, I know, man. It's just and it's just I just, and then like going on walks and stuff, it's just different. It's hard. So yeah. I mean I could I could go on forever, but I wrote a little lament. So sure. I was I was gonna yeah. read that, you know, in, in true Tolkien form. You know, we have mm-hmm. um we're with the elves right now and and um yeah. it's kind of fitting for this chapter because we hear, you know, we're in Lothlorien and we hear echoing through the trees, this lament for Gandalf. Yeah. Right. A member of our company who was, who's, was who's taken fallen. from us. Yeah. Yeah. So it only seemed right that we should do that also for Arwen. So yeah, sorry. Jeez. You're fine. Ugh. Okay. So this is a lament for Arwen. I wrote it real quickly because if I spent it, you know, too long, it would just, I'd be a mess even more than I am already. Yeah. Um, a Siberian elf of canine form, the coldest of hearts she could easily warm. In walks on the trails, there was only one speed. In the midst of a sprint, her husky soul freed. And though her spirit would never be dimmed, it's now that her time with us is at an end. But I'll say just this, that that last line isn't true. Arwen someday will be back with you. So fly now into adventures and find all the best ways. And we'll meet you again in the shining sun at the end of our days. Yeah. So, um, and then also, so I, I want to thank all you guys. You, um... You've been amazing. Um, uh, just your words of kindness and support and understanding, and just the fact that you'll miss her too means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Swish and Flick Girls uh, uh, did a, a beautiful tribute to her raising of the wands thing. And so that yeah. was beautiful. Thank you to their community too. And then um, uh, Bobby Ray actually wrote a beautiful. Um, yeah like poem lament for her as well. That's on a good, good friend of mine who he, he loved Arwen. Um, that's on our, I think it's on our group maybe, but yeah, you can go, it it's really long. You can go check that out. It's really good. So really good. Yeah. Um, you know, this, <clears throat> this next part, honestly, we do a lot of prep, uh, before the podcast. And, um, I don't know if our good friend here meant to send this for this reason, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm damn near in tears. Um, you know, when, when we played this earlier and I don't know that it, it was its purpose, but, um, we had a song that's just like more than, more than fitting. Um, you know, and for anyone who's lost someone. Yeah, man, that's what I was thinking. I know, you know, um, it just brings back a lot of different memories, you know? So, yeah. 
I don't know. I thought, uh, and here again, you know, the, the podcast, the book club, where we're reading in the book, it, it's mirroring real life. Dude, kind of scary. Lane, I didn't want to say that to you, but like, I thought that on my drive, I was like, we say it every week. Like, we find ways in which it mirrors our own life, and it's like, yeah. uh, that's why the book is so powerful. It is, you know. It um, is, and you know, it, uh, honestly, I think it's a good like. I think of it in that context, and it's a good grief tool in a way, mm-hmm. right? You think about like. I mean, you think about Gandalf, and we're still processing his loss, right? We're still, still reeling yeah. from what's happened. It still doesn't feel real, right? And yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, same way. And anyone who's lost someone, I mean, like it doesn't matter how long it's been. No, and I'll tell you one piece. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice I got for anybody who's lost anybody out there is, uh, you know, that there is no timeline. Yeah. And matter of fact, uh, for some people, throw the timeline out. You yeah. know, it's a, yeah. uh, it's a hole that that you there is no other person that can fill that no other being who can fill that hole and that's okay that's that's sort of that's life and that's um that's something that we all kind of have in common so you know okay um so we're gonna play this song uh shout out to our good friend uh ephraim for for sending us this thank you man Uh, it's just it's just beautiful and and we connected with it in a way that again i don't know if he intended to, to send it but he sent it just yesterday um after i know you've seen all this stuff in the group so We're taking it for what it is, so. Say 
Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I, I I know you know it's a it's a song about uh, you know the ants and the and the ant wives. Yeah. You know, but yeah. uh, just the tone, man. I can't. Amazing. I, I never. Ephraim, I mean, it, it was one of the most unexpected things that's come to the unexpected podcast. Pretty fitting place for it, huh? Yeah, and I was just like, um, well, and we're in this state, you know, um, and so. We hear that, and I'm sitting here already emotional just because it's a good song. And then, and then Lane just like it makes me think of Arwen. Yeah, it's like it makes me think of Arwen, and I'm like, yeah. well, well, damn it, then then we're gonna play it, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, Ephraim, thanks, I, that may not have been what you intended, but but honestly, man, I uh, I just thought it was it was uh, the tone and beautiful. everything. It was yeah. it's beautiful and yeah. uh, too beautiful just made us share. made us think about it. So yeah. Uh, okay. And so I mean, you know, and here's the other thing too. I, I, my dad and I were talking, and he's so good at putting things in perspective and he said you know so when when you lose someone you know whether it's an animal or a a person or a relationship whatever that means a lot to you that that had a a big role in your life that leaves an like a huge uh, um, void yeah you know there's you're sad obviously but the best thing to do to help with with that grief is to remember all the good times yeah right to celebrate what you had because you didn't have to have any of it Right. And so, so, you know, True. we'll, we'll turn our eyes to that. We'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some laughs this episode and we'll, yeah, no we'll, reason to I'm, shy I'm away a, from it. That's know? right. I'm, but I'm gonna pretend she's right over there. Yeah. And she's well, listening to us being morons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. And being goofy as can be. And, and I mean, quite frankly, man, it's like, uh, I, I said this to Sarah when she was, uh, with old Goldberry, we were sitting in here and, uh, Lane was out you of guys practice. had some, had some, uh, lady time we had before some, we had some girl talk, uh, Goldberry and I did. And, uh, like I feel, I think I mentioned her at one point. Like, like I asked how you're doing and things, and like the spirit, man. I, it's as if I could hear her walking around, yeah. you know, still from time to time. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, what, yeah. what is that? You I know, know it exactly just, what you mean. I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of crazy, but uh, yeah. All right. Wow. All okay. right. Beautiful. Uh, thank um, you, guys. For, thank you so much. And guys, again, thank you, everyone. And, and if anything like that happens in your life, yeah. What better community to have for to know that you're not alone than than yeah. the uppers? You guys are amazing. So, yeah. Thank you for your support and for being being you guys. We love you guys. Yeah, we do. Um, we absolutely do. We had a really good time. So you want to get into some quick counsel here? Yeah, I do. do a yeah, quick counsel. Um, you want to talk about uh, Wizardly World? Yeah, I call it Potterfest. Potterfest, which is not <laughs> an, the name. I'm an OG original Potterfest <laughs> guy. Uh, so no, actually, uh, it's it's where I where I met Swish and Flick. You know, uh, wow. They may not want to admit it, but uh, I was yeah, there in the right. beginnings. You know, actually. They gave me a little credit. The obsession us. with you is theirs. Well, you know. Oh, you well. know. We're all obsessed with Ezra. Hey, guys. That's why there's a million podcasts that Getting feature line. his beautiful voice. Get in line. Oh, shit. But that anyways. coffee opening that throat up. <laughs> oh, my. Let me get another drink of this here coffee. This is really We got some espresso. The... We need some espresso tonight, I'm feeling guys. good. Well, this is late. It's a late night for us. Mm. Um, no, we were at uh, we were up in Kent, and uh, we got a chance to do just like a... Kent uh, is beautiful, by the it way. It is, isn't it? Holy it is. cow. If Did I take you down uh, Diagon slash... Uh, yeah. Dragon. Dragon Alley, Alley this year? Yeah. yeah Dragon Alley. They got uh, told they can't call it Potterfest. They can't call a letter it. from a lawyer there? Yeah. Well, shucks. Shut it down. Okay, Rowling says we're going to kick but your ass. She did. Uh, and so it's beautiful there, though, right? You know, oh it's, my gosh. it's a nice little that place. That train there. station and the river. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if that train station kind of inspired that. Because it, it felt very... Have. I don't know. Yeah, if you, if you guys get a chance, uh, if you're from around the world in different places, um, mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit different fandom, but uh, take a look at the uh, Potterfest or Wizard Wizardly World of Kent. Was it called um, Potterfest before? It was for two, oh, they two years. It. They had to change it, yeah. Because it was too, 
I yeah, got it. Exactly. Okay. Specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, it's a, it's a Potter uh, celebration. Although my good friend. Yeah. So right after you left, uh, sh- by the way, real quickly, shout I got out you to- off track though. Do you want to go back to what you were doing? What was I doing? You were, I don't know. You were heading a direction. Oh, yeah. I got you totally sidebar. No, thanks, man. Sorry. Uh, no, I was up there helping Swish and Flick with their booth. They had like a yeah. graphic design booth. Lane came up uh, yeah. with Winnie and, and, and Sarah. Yep. And uh, we got to kind of just help them promote their podcast a little bit. Bev Stottleman. Gosh. What an angel, guys. What a wonderful person. And she's an upper. I think yeah. she's more of a Swisher than an upper. That's all right. We'll let but her. But she yeah. is an incredible human being. Um, met her and then... I was processing a letter. I'm like, wait a minute. I know that name. Because, guys, I'm terrible with names. If if you write something into us and we have time to read it, I check your name like five million times to make sure I get it right, right yeah, to make sure yeah. I'm thinking of the right thing. Like, I have a paranoia that I'm going to – I just want to – because I would want someone to get my name right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I, I – was with as I'm like, wait, I was like, dude, didn't she send her story in or, or comment or something? Yeah. And he was yeah. like, yeah, bud. Yeah. He was like early, early days. I was early like, days. oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. I know. And, and her brother's a big time listener too. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, so shout out to him. Uh, she, he he asked little... when he heard, uh, you know, she was going to Ohio. Yeah. He's like, you're going to Amanda, right? The Shire. Right. Yeah. And she was like, no, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> a couple hours bummed. away. Yeah. So uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, Amazing, uh, amazing. Good, good people. So she was doing a great job there. Actually, she was promoting our podcast, which I really yeah. appreciate. That and was Jessica Basiak was there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jessica yeah, yeah. was there. So another upper. Um, you didn't get a chance to see her. I think she I was didn't. walking I around. I know. I wanted to meet her too. Yeah. I saw that she was there, and yep, yep. yeah. So, anyways, it was a good time. Um, it was great. Had a lot of fun there. Had my first so. butter beer. That was delicious. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah. So that was my weekend. Tiring, exhausting. But, uh, have uh, you gotten any rest yeah. since? No. I Selling your condo. You sold your condo. Can we say that? Yes, we can. Is yeah. it official? Oh, it's a fi- well, it's in contract. It's pending. It's pending. Okay. <laughs> sure hope it goes. But Ezra, through. he put his. He wanted to get out of this condo. He wants to buy some land out in Do. out in the Shire of his own. Set maybe, up his own little hobby hole. If you know maybe what I'm closer saying. Closer to Amanda. Uh huh. No, are you serious? I, my dad and I. We talked. I talked. I was like, you know, I mean, I kinda, dude, you would be closer to work down I, here. It'd be great. It'd be great. This is news to me, guys. Breaking so, news on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. I thought he was going up near Johnstown, but it sounds like he might be down by us. We'll see. We'll see. That makes my heart happy. I know. Wow. It should. Good. I was telling Sarah earlier. You missed Holy a lot during crap, Girl Talk. Dude, no kidding, man. You missed a lot. I'm sorry. Jeez. Should have uh, practice. Hey, uh, one thing I wanted to mention. I'm going to try to throw a, a picture up here of, uh, I was at the, the Wizardly World of Kent and a real wizard showed up. Yeah. So you have all these other people dressed up in the, in the like <laughs> Hogwarts cloak, going to school yeah. with their little wands. This and dude was Merlin, I think. Merlin showed up on the scene, or Merlin's brother. Um, I can't Whirlin. remember his name. His name's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he had with him. He had this this blue coat, huge white beard, a real beard. Um, yeah. His his own type of hat, boots, uh, a belt, the whole nine yard, everything. And in his hand, he was walking around with a uh, rooster named Richard. Wait, wait, that dude had a rooster? I never saw... You didn't saw see the rooster? Oh, no, no! He had a rooster, and he was walking around, like, and, and the rooster would, like, cock its head, and he'd be like, what'd you say, Richard? What? Okay, Richard Richard says he wants to, and then... He was interpreting... He was interpreting for the for rooster, Richard. and I could not believe it. And it was wow. like... I have this picture of him standing with a bunch of Potterheads. Yeah. Them Potterheads. And uh, <laughs> it just, like, it looks like Radagast or Gandalf. Mm-hmm. I told you it looked like one of the blues that got lost. Mm-hmm. He looks like one of the blue wizards I think who, he is. who got lost, and I found him in Kent. <laughs> so, <laughs> we know where he's at, okay? Uh, so He has been found. Yeah. All right, my friend. Um, I think we went a little long there, but uh, no, anything right. else for you, uh, quick counsel-wise? Nah, man. I think uh, 
I think we're straight. I think we're good. Okay. Wizardly World was a lot of fun. And if you if you're in the area and you need a cool town to pass through, Kent is beautiful. That's right. Man, alive is beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. just go through there on your way to Amanda. Hit us That's up. right. Come on down south. It's better <laughs> down here. Uh, let's do some dropping eaves. We okay. do have some cool news. Uh, considering the Amazon, or considering concerning mm-hmm. hobbits, there it is. The uh, Amazon show. We've got some writers that have been announced. Okay, we had Jennifer, Kat, Santeri, and Philip all alert us to this article. That uh, was broken from Variety is where yep. I saw it. That's where they linked me up. So thank you to our beautiful spies there. And uh, so our, our, our showrunners, our, our writers leading us into Middle Earth through this Amazon show is J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They are younger guys. Um, I think the thing that stuck out to me most from this article was that they've penned the uh, script for the Star Trek Four movie oh, okay. that will be coming out. Um, the thing that's, I, I, you know, you can go read it online. It's great. And it's kind of old news at this point. It's like two weeks old, yeah. a week old, whatever. But, um, the thing that stuck out to me most is they look like us. They yeah. look like real, just <laughs> nerdy, dweeby, right. Tolkien fans, Guys, right? Yeah. Ringers. Mm-hmm. Um, they might, they might be uppers before the end. Man, we better get to them quick. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, but anyway, they look just like normal guys and like a lot of writers do, I guess. But they said in this article that. You know, they ask, how do you feel? You know, yeah, you're going yeah. into a pretty big franchise here, into a big universe. What are your feelings and thoughts? And they said, we feel like Frodo, about to set out on an adventure of a lifetime. And yeah. I was like, that's all I needed to hear. Yep. That tells me these dudes are diehard fans. Because if you were, if you were, if you had any other motivation, you wouldn't bring up Frodo. You wouldn't compare it to a journey that, by the way, was a really, really hard adventure and journey. They, they know that this is not going to be an easy right, task. Right, it's not going to be an easy task. There's no. layers uh-huh. to that comment that make me feel really at peace mm-hmm. with where this is going. Yeah. Um, so so very, very exciting. Uh, thank you for your help in alerting us that that article. Um, when you guys do that, we actually do see it right away. We go <laughs> check it out right away. And it's it's good for us because it just it's one less thing that we have to keep straight that you guys can help us out with. Oh, so, man, we, beautiful. We, we really appreciate it. You know, yeah. it's, uh, I got like this when, when you first, I think you sent this to me. Um, you know, you got the, the, the update, the notification sent it to me and you get this like jolt of energy. Yeah. Oh my you gosh, know? dude, you're right. Kind of exciting. Yes. So, yes, you do. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Ter, uh, concerning the, uh, concern. That's my favorite that's your transition thing word today. <laughs> Call me Jaron Tolkien. <laughs> uh, the, the biopic. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's been lost <laughs> in the oceans with the ring itself. It's out there. With I think the Saruman is in charge of getting this movie done. Yeah, uh, it's not a real issue. Get out of here. <laughs> so um, I don't know when it's coming out. I, I keep checking in about every other day on IMDb. Still no release date. Still no. Re- the, the last update was, you know, last December when we started reporting on it that it was completed. So. Um, We'll wait with bated breath. I mean, I'm ready for it, so wow. it's it's uh, it's all good. I think it's turning, it's turning into the biggest joke of anything that we talk it's about. It's kind of it's sort of it's the new name game. Really? You know, can I be honest with you, real quick? Yeah, I have never gone and Googled this. I have always just blindly trusted you. That so this I could be making thing. it all up. Maybe it's not even real. This could be know. your biggest gag on me, like ever. I uh, that you've been Dang telling it, me dude. about this. Anyways, like right. why didn't I? Why didn't I Sorry. think of that? That's, That's genius. Terrible. Okay. All right, so we have some in other corners of Middle Earth. We've got an update on the Billy Boyd World Tour. Yeah. Ez. This is exciting. Scott started us off 
in some pretty epic fashion. You want to talk about it a little bit? He did. I'm, I'm really glad we uh, you know, got a chance to send it out to him as quickly as possible. And mm-hmm. uh, he took this to the Eagle and Child. And uh, you know, he had um, Pippin you know, there mm-hmm. doing his thing. He had um, multiple pictures. You can see them on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of amazing. You know? um, mm-hmm. We actually then took some of those photos, uh, tweeted it, and tagged our good friend uh, Billy Boyd in. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the pictures just to kind of say, Hey man, we've got your pit. We're sending it around the world. Yeah. He, he retweeted it and we have over like, you know, a couple hundred likes or whatever, and it's being retweeted and retweeted. And so crazy, uh, just really kind of cool stuff. So, uh, it takes time to send that international and to even, um, you know, in the continental, you know, U S here. So give mm-hmm. us, give, give us a moment, you know, we'll, we'll get it out to you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, those of you who've signed up, but it's just fun. We, you know, it's, it's it reminds me of one of those projects we had when we were in like fifth grade, you know, where you, yeah. you take the classroom, like, uh, it's like a flat Stanley. Yeah, exactly. Flat Stanley. Is yeah. This, and you, yeah. you take it and you know, mail it around. And yeah. See where he goes. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. And that was, that was, I mean that the, all the pictures were amazing. I was blown away with how many Scott took. Um, and I think they were, they went to Oxford. Uh, his mother-in-law was in from Mexico, I believe. Okay. And they were kind of showing her around and they went oh, there okay. to, to take her there. Yeah. And, um, that one, so all the pictures were amazing, but seeing that one of him standing with it, cause I, I hadn't seen Scott before. I know. So it's cool to I see know. his face. Like, Oh, there he is. And to see him standing with Billy Boyd out in front of the Eagle and child, with that, you know, Dude, that it's unreal because the it's, lettering and the sign. I, I was like, what? It, it's just it's just weird to think that we had that. It's a, it's a representation of this, yeah. of this memory. It's something that that Billy did for our book yes. club. You yes. know what I mean? He he literally guys without prompting walked over and said, mm, hold on a second. Let me do something Man. special for you guys. We didn't ask him for it. We weren't going to. It was going to cost 50 bucks. Yeah, more than Remember that. that. Yeah. And yeah. He, he was just like, oh, I got it. And he walked over. He's like, what, what do you call the people in your group? But boom, to the uppers. Boom. All right. That's how you, that's how you spell Minnie's Tennis, right? <laughs> yeah. And he sends it. Yeah. It's, oh, so it's great. amazing. So anyways. Wow. So that's cool. So that'll be cool to get that uh, continued rolling on. Yep. Pretty amazing. Uh, long expected party. Um, we're still we're still planning here. There's uh, there's dwarves in and out. There's, um, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, people running to and fro the, uh, or I think Amanda's pretty much out of fish. Right. Yeah. Amanda's working hard to kind of make sure we're, we're stocked. Uh, we're, we're, we're stocked and ready to go. So I'm, I'm excited to meet, um, uh, Curtis and Kelly and Erica as they come, come down and join us. And if there's any more of you who are thinking about it, you're close by, you're wanting to come, just let us know so that we can, we can be ready for you. And, uh, yeah, we'd love for, for more of you to jump on board. So Yeah, we'd love to spend time with you. I mean, if you're coming in yeah. from a long distance, you know, hit us up that Friday before, hang out all day Saturday, you know, and, and uh, we'll take you out Sunday Absolutely. or something. Absolutely, you know? Absolutely. So uh, we have some poll results, right? It was one of my weaker ones. I'm going to apologize, guys, but <laughs> it's all right. Just, you know, the all fall everything. We're, we're ready down here or up here we're up in Ohio. I don't know. We're down in the upstate. So, um <laughs> We're ready for fall because summer is getting kind of old. Uh, so eternal fall, a.k.a. winter in Lothlorien. Malorn spice everything. Mm. Golden leaves that linger till spring. I didn't realize that rhyme. So pretty much would you like it if it was eternally fall all winter? Kind of a no-brainer, right, for most of us. 88% yeah. said yes. Uh, 12% said, nah, I prefer the stick trees. Which, you know what? <laughs> I, I kind of like the stark beauty of, of winter. Sure. So, uh, but I, I voted yes. Would you vote? 
Yes. Yes. Uh, I voted yes. Yes. There it is. Yes, queen. 52 votes. That was really cool. And then also real quick, the show us your dragon thread, which was a fun uh, a fun little play on words oh, there. Oh, yeah. Did people? I didn't even get a chance to yes. check that. Um, so we thought it'd be kind of cool. You know, everyone has their own little green dragon, right? Whether it's a favorite pub, bar, tavern, you know, whatever. Uh, restaurant even, for crying out loud. So I wanted to share mine. So mine is the Fairview Inn in Lancaster, Ohio. You've heard me reference it before. Uh, cheap beer, gritty historical interior, and the best view around. And I still need to take Ezra there. You, you know. just have to follow the neon beer sign, and you're there. It's beautiful. I put a little picture from the front porch. Um, so if you're ever in Lancaster, I mean, you just ripped my book cover. That's no problem, Ez. <laughs> That's an antique. You know, I'm My sorry. grandfather got that for me. Just kidding. Um, so I, I put the challenge out. You know, that's still up there on Facebook. If you want to go, want to go. Are you kidding me? It's a, it's a used book. Don't worry about it. I'll throw it in the fire. That was the sound effect of the fire. Okay. Really bad one. So, um, yeah, if you want to go on there and post it, that's still there. Uh, so we have Emma Rose Kolk. She uh, shared a picture of the ye old Salutation Inn in Nottingham. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. That was neat. She said, I don't really have a favorite, but I've probably been here more than others. And a cool picture. She also said something about, that's right. She said, it looks quaint from the outside, but it's actually a rock bar, which holds club club nights upstairs. And if you look at the picture, it looks like a quaint little inn, but it's like a rock bar, dude. So probably has some bikers in there, too. Okay. Tony Cooper said the twister... <laughs> The Twisted Horn in Vista, California makes great cider and the interior is great. And they also host D&D on Thursdays. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So drunk drivers are welcome. All is right. Is that what that stands for? I don't think so, but. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Come on, let's keep, keep up. I know. So that's, and the interior, it really is. It's gorgeous. Wow. A bunch of exposed wood and beams and all that stuff. The good stuff. And then Michael Van Ness said the Pittsburgh Winery. And this picture of just just barrels everywhere. Nice. Beautiful lights. So love to see more of those. As you have a favorite uh, You know, pub? actually, uh, the you reason. Do you have to think about it? or No, I don't really have like a, an established. Same where you can get some syrup? <laughs> yes. Give me a shot glass of syrup, please. You know, um, it's, it's actually shut down. But one of my favorite places here in Ohio is Otter Creek Winery. Which is not too far from here. I'll actually show you. It's, Why was it shut down? You get too crazy? That no, year. I think it's uh, the, it might come under new ownership eventually. Like I think they were just kind of like, eh, Otter you know. Creek. That is a cool word. Otter Creek, man. It's it w- blew my mind when I was there. So oh. uh, first bit of wine I ever had, honestly. Really? Yeah, it was, it was the first. That was place last week, I, wasn't it? It was last week. <laughs> they shut it down today. Uh, <laughs> they shut it down because I was there. I drank them out of. Uh, <laughs> I like this wine stuff. I'm gonna yeah. have some more. Goodness, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'd have to think a little longer on that, though. Okay. Like, uh, you know, you just jump on Facebook and fill up the. All right, don't do it. All right, we're into the reread, right? We are. Where are and, we this uh, week, my friend? We are in uh, the Mirror of Galadriel, mm. and honestly, this is a. It's an interesting chapter. There's a. This is what this is rare for me. I actually read this a while back, and really, you know. Um, Gonna have to take our time getting through it just for a bit here because it's just it's been a, it's been a bit you know so yeah um, I don't know and there's a lot that there it's an important chapter yes, it is really and I don't you almost want to skip to the end of this chapter and just talk about what that's they where see. that's where the meat is isn't it yeah it is a lot of the meat um, but uh, yeah so anyways we'll, we'll dive into it now last week we were, we got um, ourselves into uh, Galadrim we're into the well just on the edge of the city that's right 
Uh, and where did we, it go in to see the Lord and the Lady? Yeah. Right? That's where we left off. Exactly. You know, yeah. we had uh, Aragorn sitting there, uh, you know, standing there uh, in, yeah. a, in a place in which he'll never stand again. Yes. Um, kind of reminiscing about when he um, was with Arwen, right? Yeah. Last. So, yeah. yeah. Um, pretty amazing. Pretty awesome. Okay. So let's see here. Um, I'm just going to start off reading here and see if I can jog some of my memory on the beginning part of this. Uh, the sun was sinking behind the mountains and the shadows were deepening in the woods. When they went on again, their paths now went into thickets where the dusk had already gathered. Night came beneath the trees as they walked and the elves uncovered their silver lamps. I got the next paragraph underlined. You care if I just read that? Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful description of this. Because this is them getting into... Yeah, into into Galadrim. So yeah. it's just a beautiful... Uh, I'm sorry, into Karis Galathon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So um, suddenly they came out into the open again and found themselves under a pale evening sky pricked by a few early stars. I mean, you can just imagine that, can't you? Mm-hmm. There was a wide treeless space before them running in a great circle and bending away on either space before them. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> bending away on either hand. Beyond it was a deep foss, lost in soft shadow. But the grass upon its brink was green as if it glowed still in memory of the sun that had gone. Upon the further side, there rose a great height. There rose two to a great height, a green wall encircling a green hill, thronged with malorn trees, taller than any they had yet seen in all the land. Their height could not be guessed, but they, st- but they stood up in the twilight like living towers. In their many-tiered branches and amid uh, their ever-moving leaves, countless lights there gleamed, green and gold and silver. Haldir turned toward the company, welcome to Cadiz Galathon. So the, the the big takeaway I have, he says, here's the city of the Galadrim, uh, where dwell the Lord Celeborn and Galadriel, the Lady of Lorien, um, for the, for the the city is great. Um, I, the thing I, I take away from here is just like the uh, what would you call it? The total symbionts with nature. Okay. Yeah. Right there, it's talking about the trees are like towers. They didn't build towers. You yeah, know, yeah, their yeah. their their dwelling is in the trees. They didn't right. go through the trees. They didn't use the trees. It's a part of. It's like almost uh, you hear Alan Lee talk about. Um, yeah, you're good. All right, I think you. Yeah, you're fine. Holy cow! <laughs> what happened? Some there? Black magic there. I don't know. Oh wow, my voice was silenced. Um, <laughs> you know, like Alan Lee talking about when he designed. Oh, that could be why, my friend. What's going on here? Look what you did there. You want to plug that in? <laughs> How long has it been like that? No, we, I, I can hear you because you're good. It was just barely touching the tips there. Holy. Man, what? Dumb. Uh-huh. Gladriel. Hey, you know what, Lane? Why don't you plug your mic in? Have friend? I been recorded at all? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out Oh, later. geez. I can't do this episode again. No, you can't won't. Do it. You won't have to. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, but the I, oneness with nature. No, here's the thing, though. So, I, I get what you're saying. And by the way, I don't mean to interchange... Um, the, the 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 Gladrium are the people. Yes, you know, and so um, the the city being a different thing. So I think I've interchanged. Elves those. have too many names. Let's just put it out there. Well, yeah, let's put it out there. <laughs> they sure. really do. Um, so not to interchange those two things, but they're they're tree people. That's really what they are. Yeah. You know, called they live up in the trees. Um, I think they kind of you know if you're going to build a tree house too, it's almost like they build around the tree or right. in not in the tree, but like between the branches and stuff. You know, there's just a huge respect for yeah. That nature provided a space. Let's use that space. Right. It's just cool. It's unlike any other, even Elven specific place that I've that I've encountered. Anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So it's less less invasive. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, um, so they're moving along here. Uh, they came at last to a white bridge and a crossing um, in, into the great gates of the city. They faced uh, southwest and set between the ends of the encircling wall um, that here overlapped. And uh, talks about them being tall, strong, uh, hung with many lamps. You know, it is neat um, at this time. They're kind of, uh, you know, elves are fascinated by the stars, mm-hmm. you know, and, and nightlight and things like that. And so you imagine these lamps, the oh silver gosh. lamps, yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. A, if you were looking in in a, in a dark forest and just seeing all these like, well, it reminds you of like fireflies and sometimes like Never l- little kids would kind of see yep. like, like, a, like stars here among us, yep. around us, like we're in with the stars, I yeah. guess. Um, wow, dude. Just kind of a neat, neat Home thought. run. Yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Haldir, our good friend. Yes. Still guiding us along. How you're doing. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, he knocked and spoke, and the gates opened soundlessly, right? Yeah. Um, but of guards, Frodo could see no sign. The travelers passed within. The gates shut behind them. Um, you know, so again, everything's real kind of quiet. And if you listen to, I don't even know what you can hear. I mean, we got this nice ambient sound in the back, but it's just like a nice, it's uh, like a, a peaceful, white noise type. Just yeah, hmm. I don't know. Um, no folks a could th- they see very ethereal, right? Yeah, it is like very heavenly. Like, and in the description too that we read, it's like it's it's interesting because it's it's like night's coming, but the the grass is still really green. Like the sun's on it still, but it's dark. It's just this. You feel the magic. In this realm. Well, here's a great right. description. I, and I think the reason we want to read some of these is because they're just so worthy. It's a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so they do actually hear. So, so they see no folks, um, nor hear any feet upon the path. But there were many voices about them uh, in, in the air above. Far away, up the hill, uh, they could hear the sound of singing falling from on high like soft rain upon leaves. Mm. You know, um, so, so there's that, you know, they're hearing some of the, the songs that are being sung. I think, is this the chapter, right? Where they're talking about, um, those, was that last chapter or this chapter where they're talking about the, the, the lament for Gandalf mm-hmm. and That's uh, this chapter. is it this yeah. chapter? Yeah. Okay. You know, so, um, you hear, you hear a lot of that, you know, it's almost like there's this never ending, um, song going on. Even back in the hall of fire, yeah. you have a place in where you can sing, you know, um, your songs and you can come up with right. new, new poems and this is right. sort of like an open the power of music yeah yeah really and i mean we're and we're gonna it's interesting because we're it, it, this chapter also ties it's perfect for what we're doing so well what we're so we're starting our uh histories of middle earth a hobbit's guide um so here i'll just do a little commercial for it is that cool that's fine it's gonna be on patreon it's gonna be amazing uh we're starting with baron and luthien and it's amazing i'm bringing it up because it ties in so much with Galadriel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Celeborn, uh, being, you know, finding each other in Doriath. Uh, and, and I, you know, I'd never, I was familiar with the story, but I never, um, I never read it fully until, until, um, you know, Hobbit's Guide. I wanted to make sure that, you know, this was something I familiarized myself with. So right. if you like werewolves, if you like vampires, if you like Rapunzel, if you're into Rapunzel, invisibility cloaks if Romeo and Juliet's your thing if you if you love a good Judas in a story you're a dog person you're into shape-shifting you like a badass heroine or you're a vegan right the vegan next door so here you go here's your plug go listen to it <laughs> it has all those things it is a story that has everything and it's really honestly the best segue into I think if you love Lord of the Rings and you're afraid of Silmarillion and you're afraid of all the uh, first age stuff it's 
the best way into it. Yeah. It's perfect because it ties into Aragorn and Arwen. It ties into Galadriel. Uh, it, 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 it does. gives yeah. you a window into both elves and men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sauron is in it as yeah. a little punk yeah. that he is. Um, so anyway, why did I go on that tangent? I don't know because I wanted to make sure I brought that up. And there it is. There, there it is. You know, <laughs> it, it's also, uh, as you say, um, you get a lot more intel on, on the elves. Yeah. And... Um, so, Understand them a little bit better, and because this is this whole region is packed with all this history. It is. Anytime we talk about elves, there's allusions, there's you know references to stuff that you can go find out in other stories and other tales. Yeah, those who stayed, those who were exiled. Yep. Um, you know, glad you're at the end of this. We'll talk about passing her test. Yep. You know, and and various things. So um, it's a lot. It's a lot a to unpack. A lot, lot of yeah, a lot good of luggage. Stuff. So um, as they get into um, the, the the city, Come to the chamber too, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's where we need to go. Um, basically, do you, you want any, any more descriptions you want to read there with that? No, I, mean, I mean we could go on forever. No, nah, we could. Yeah. Yep. So um, here dwell Celeborn uh, Ke- and Galadriel. Said Haldir, it is their wish that wish that you should ascend and speak with them. So they each kind of one by one. Um, well, not one by one, but they each get to go up and are personally, you know, greeted yeah. uh, by the Lord and Lady. And they're um, aware of this journey and they're aware of who they're meeting too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're shocked, aren't they? One of my biggest takeaways was that they are shocked at the loss in their party. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it, I don't know. It's almost like in the, in the film, there's less of a shock and almost as if they could sense or feel that something was wrong. Uh, that's just the impression I got. Yeah. And yeah, this, yeah. It's, a, it's a true sort of like disbelief. Yes. Like, that can't be. That can't right. be the case. Right. You know, um, and then Legolas goes on to kind of explain that we encountered a Belrock. Right. You know, um, and then you talk about doubling the watch around Lothlorien. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so, so there's that. Let's see here. Um, so let's talk about the personal greetings, I guess, that, that yeah. they kind of, that the Lord and Lady give each of them. Uh, it, and, it describes the, them first, I guess, you know. Yeah. And um, this, this, this chamber is... Oh, um, yeah. The way where it's set up. Yeah. yeah it's in, this, in, in this, this great Malorn tree that tapers towards its tip, um, uh, yet still making still a pillar of wide girth. Can I read this description because it's gorgeous? Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. The chamber was filled with a soft light. Its walls were green and silver and its roof of gold, which is also kind of different from the film. We just get like kind of this pale blue glow everywhere, which is beautiful. But interesting to note there are those colors there. Common colors with elves. Yeah. Um, Many elves were seated there on two chairs beneath the bowl of the tree and canopied by a living bough there sat side by side, Celeborn and Galadriel. They stood up to greet their guests. After the manner of elves, even those who are accounted mighty kings, so they were kind of like treated as almost like they were elven, elven uh, guests in a way. Very tall they were, and the lady no less than the lord. And they were grave and beautiful. They were clad wholly in white, and the hair of the lady was deep gold, and the hair of the lord Celeborn was of silver, long and bright. But no sign of age was upon them, unless it was in the depths of their eyes, for these were keen as lances in the starlight and yet profound, the wells of deep memory. Yeah, you know, one thing that, uh, this is a small thing, but there are other, many elves were seated there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is it is kind of, I guess, you don't really get that. I, I didn't think that when I first read this, but as we're just looking back yep. through it, it's like, this is a place where they were waiting, and there's news to be told here. There's yeah. things that, that uh, 
they want to be informed of. So yeah. there are other probably great elves who are here yeah. um, that aren't, aren't mentioned by name. But Well, uh, we talked last week about the nature of, of La Florian, right? How it's kind of cut off. It's sort of like an island. Yeah. So any, any visitors coming in would be, you'd be anxious to hear what they're talking about, especially, you know, I'm sure they could sense with this party that there was something, something extra. You know what I mean? With this, with the fellowship, there's something deeper to be mm-hmm. heard. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So, you know, as, as they ascend, um, it, there was this long ladder that we forgot to describe the ladder, but as you go oh, up, yeah. you know, it, uh, because Frodo gets up there first and he has to wait, he's welcomed, you know, uh, sit now by my chair, Frodo of the Shire. Uh, when all have come, we will speak together. So Celeborn yes, kind of yep, yep. tells him just to wait. Yep. It's a long trip up there. Yeah. No kidding. Um, and it, what's neat is as they're describing the, their ascent, um, you can stop stop off at different places. Yeah, all those flats that are off to the side. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah, that was yeah. kind of neat. That is you know? really cool. So this is a massive Yeah, and tree. it's not for, for the faint of heart, man, to get no. up to the top, right? I think even, doesn't doesn't Halder even say that? He might. He yeah. says, like, it's it's a bit of a jog, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Gird thyself. Yeah, right. Um, they talk about, uh, they greet Aragorn, right? And, uh, and I think it's interesting. It says it's been um, eight and 30 years of the world outside since you came to this land. So been a, been a bit, right? And also interesting phrasing there. See, I see, you know, I'm a hobbit guys, forgive me, but of the world outside. Yeah. So is time measured differently in Lothlorien? Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's not, I, I think I made a comment about, um, something Haldir said about hobbits, not knowing that they were in this world. Yeah, and I don't and know. We had, some, you know. we had some good comments. Right, we did have some about good that. conversation. Yeah. So I'm not really sure if that, you know, what what exactly that means. What he meant by that, if it if it means like, you know, he knew there were hobbits in Middle Earth, but not this earth, or if he had seen hobbits in another mm-hmm. part of the world, not just Middle Earth. Right. Um, and so here too, I think like, okay, is time different? Yeah. Are Do they, they count time track? the same way? Right. Yeah. yeah. Are they even? You're right. Are they even keeping track? Yeah. Or, or is he just saying that it's been eight and thirty years? You know that you've been outside. Since oh you've been yeah. Since you've been here, you know, um, since you've came to this land. Yeah. But I did kind of read it that way first too. The, okay. the idea that, you know, well, I, it makes sense. Time. Do they? Re- they don't really pay attention to what's going on no, outside their land. Really, you know, no. they're really isolated. They are really. If you're immortal, kind of, would you uh, pay attention to time? No. 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 Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't know. So I don't um, know. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Uh, but the end is near, uh, for good or ill. Here, lay aside your burden for a while. And, yeah. that, and he talks about this is the, the the one time where he truly feels like he can just rest. Yep. And and actually close his eyes later on and just yep. go to sleep. Yep. yep. You know. Um, so they greet uh, they greet the others. Um, they welcome Gimli, son of Gloin. Yeah. And I just think it's pretty neat. It, it's it's long indeed since we saw one of Durin's folk. And uh, you know today we have broken our long law. May it be a sign that though the world is now dark, um, better days are at hand and that friendship shall be renewed between our peoples and Gimli bowed low. Pretty amazing. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, think, I wonder, I wonder if Gimli's thinking that too, you know, like, yeah. Wow. I am really in foreign territory. Right. No, kidding. no kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Then to receive such a greeting too. Yeah. It's exactly. just a cool, like mending of, yeah. of this division. Yeah. It, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's also just wisdom in the, in the, in the Lord and lady, you know, and, and yep. they're not faced by, by just a, the elves who are watching the perimeter. Sure. That is the law of their, yeah. they, they are not allowed to pass through, right. you know, and, and things. Um, so, you know, it's, 
it's in, they break their own law, yeah. you know, to, to let him through. Laws so. are meant to be broken, boy. Okay. <laughs> um, so they all get there. Yeah, and right. it's, it's uh, and Gladriel doesn't speak, right, mm-hmm. uh, at first. She's very kind of reserved and, and uh, um, lets them all kind of mm-hmm. come before her at mm-hmm. first, you know? So She's searching their inner depths with her mind. She is. Dude, she is like, there's a creepy side of Gladriel. There is, yeah. yeah. I guess maybe if, if only if you have something to hide. Right, if you if you don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, know. How do you feel about Galadriel? Is she creepy out? Or do you love her? That ought to be one of the polls. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. You know, you said something about about Celeborn, though. Is that he's a bigger deal, isn't he? He is. I feel like he was kind of downplayed in the in the movies a little bit. Yeah. I guess you know I understand it because you you're wanting to build build up Galadriel because she is the main. Well, and they did a good you know, job, though. Uh, you know that he continues to talk in the film, and she yeah. is seeking. She is speaking to Frodo right, in his, his mind, mind, and he just kind of. Dro- it's almost like he's droning on in the background, kind of thing. Yeah, he it is a hear. cool way that they that they. It is. That. It is. It is great. But doesn't it go on to say that he's among the wisest of elves? Yes, it does. I mean, that. his his wisdom is unprecedented, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm I'm yeah, I mean that is, that's including Elrond. Yes, who's mm-hmm. is very wise himself. So I think that's that's a huge. Uh, a credit that he's given. And um, I don't know. It's not really done justice. I don't think in the yeah, films, but yeah. it wasn't time for it. So, yeah. But the, the, the curious bit here, you know, uh, uh, they both notice that there are eight instead of yeah. nine, you One's know, missing. Uh, and you can tell Lord uh, Elrond's been in communication with them. And, yep. you know, unless something's changed, they're expecting nine and they see eight. Yeah. So they yeah. want an, an explanation. Right. Um, and, and actually it's, it's Gladriel who answers. I think she's been searching them, you know, nay, there was, uh, no change of counsel. Speaking for the first time, her voice was clear and musical, um, but deeper than woman's want. Gandalf the Grey set out with the company, but he did not pass the borders of this land. All right. So mm. she kind of already knows the answer, doesn't yeah. she? Yep. You know? Um, now tell us where he is, for I much desire to speak with him again, but I cannot see him from afar unless he comes within the fences of Lothlorien. Huh. So she, she sees like a gray mist about him, right? Uh, the ways of his feet and of his mind are hidden from me. So interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because we. She's we not kinda, saying he's he's no he's out. Yeah, on, he's not picking. I, I'm not. He's not on my radar. Yeah. He's not blipping. You know what I mean? He's there. I just can't see what's going on with him. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and Aragorn explains that you know he, we lost him. Yeah. You know he yeah. he uh, he's gone. You know. The uh, old Belrog got woke up. Got woke. He got woke up in there. <laughs> there it and, is. Uh, I said it. <laughs> and now he, and uh, I mean, took on our our wizard. Yeah. You know. So that battle is still going on in my mind. You know, right just, now, just crazy. Yeah. So, okay. Um. So let's see. Uh, they're evil. These are evil tidings. You know, they're they're not yep. pleased to hear this, right? The elves um, in the hall cry aloud in grief and amazement. Yeah, they can't. They can't Which, believe it. I, and that, I underlined that because to me, you don't really see elves react like no, that. No, you do not. No, they're, they're always calm. Yeah, well, it, it, think about it, man. I, know. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. They mean love to, me, Thrander. Yes, they do. Yeah. Well, and he's considered. You know, Galadriel goes on to say later that if she would have had her way, this is where we kind of get that tidbit yes, that he would have led mm-hmm. the council. That's right. And not Saruman. No. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so she's kind of, I wonder, did, I don't know if it mentions it in this chapter. I'm sure she does know this, but if Elrond also passed on other stuff from the council to her and mm. to, to Celeborn, you mm. know, about mm. Saruman. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know Stuff if it says that explicitly, there. but if you're in the group and you want to uh, leave me a little comment and let me know where that's mentioned, yeah. how, does she know um, about his betrayal? Right. Or does yeah. she just, or, yeah. I think Was she, she told it, or does she, is she, does she sense it? I think she talks the, about is it. Is it said in this chapter? I think so. We'll, we'll get, we'll, Were we supposed we'll, to read we'll the get, chapter? Um, <laughs> as a book club? Uh, just kidding. Cliff okay. notes. We got the cliff notes, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, wait, where were we? No, we were talking about how the, how the elves were crying out. Yes. Yeah. Know? Because a lot of times what you have is someone will say something shocking and it's, there's silence, right? How mm-hmm. many times have we been with elves and someone says something surprising or, or challenging or whatever. And it's the next, the start of the next paragraph was there was silence for many minutes yeah. or a silence fell upon uh-huh. them. Yep. Right. They're always just kind of processing and seeking the wisest way to respond to things without giving an opinion. <laughs> but, um, but here you see them react in a very like human way. Yeah. You're right. right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're taken by grief. They're astonished. Like yeah. there's no way Gandalf is gone. Yeah. And they got to be thinking, uh, whatever you guys are up to, there's no hope for you. Well, you're yeah, screwed. Well, well, you know what I mean? Those elves the, are probably just, yeah. To lose one of the Astari, you know, nah. uh, just, mind-boggling yeah uh at such at such a point in your quest you know uh, it's not good but you know remember this is the way in which gandalf wanted them to go so and they kind of mentioned that that this is we're fulfilling his his wish here he wanted us to come through this land yeah you know and and so that's important that's important um they you know um i think i think caliborn's a little bit like why wasn't i told of this they explain we didn't tell Haldir. Yeah. You know, we didn't tell him what was happening uh, in full. They kind of save Haldir's butt there. They do. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's, uh, you know. Um, Haldir's sweating. He's like, oh, um, crap. Bail me out here. Fellas. Y'all should have told me. <laughs> so, uh, but they get there and they want the full story. And, and Aragorn is able to recount everything uh, uh, that takes place. You know, they, they explain. Legolas explains that it was a, a, a Belrog of Morgoth. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Pretty big deal. Say what? Yeah. They're awake. Um, they got woke. They did, you know. And so, um, of all the elf banes, the, um, the most deadly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, save the one who sits in the dark tower. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you mm. know, and, and Gimli kind of goes on to say, Durin's bane talks about how, you know, uh, what he saw upon the bridge, you know, is going to haunt his dark, is going to haunt his dreams, you know, um, probably for ages to come. And, and Celeborn, he, here's his wisdom too. He says, you know, he long feared that under Caradhras a terror slept, but had I known that the dwarves had stirred up uh, this evil in Moria, I would have forbidden you to pass the northern borders, you and all that went with you. And if it were possible, one would say that at the last Gandalf fell from the wisdom into folly going needlessly into the net of Moria, right? Uh-huh. And then Galadriel. Kind of cross him. That's right. Kind of tempers him and says, uh, he would be rash indeed that said that thing. Yeah. Needless were none of the deeds of Gandalf in life. <laughs> Come on. Those that followed him knew not his mind and cannot report his full purpose. Yep. But however, it may be with a with a guide, the followers are blameless. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing too how how Tolkien does such a good job of these these queens. They're not flat characters. They're not. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about you know Luthien too. Because now I'm just thinking about her. Like these women are very strong characters, um, yeah, full of wisdom, uh, bold. Yep, yep. Like because yep. when you think of medieval um, culture, you don't always think of You're women right. having that voice. You're right. And it's amazing how in these chapters we're seeing like these these strong female characters that 
bro, like they, they don't take it from anyone. No. And, and, and they have wisdom that surpasses, you yeah. know. Yeah, they do. It's just incredible. It's really, really cool to see. Yeah. Um, one thing, you know, as she, she kind of goes on there uh, to talk just a bit, she says, you know, um, not to be too, too rash and sort of uh, rescinding your, your warm welcome to the, the, the dwarves, mm-hmm. you know, um, even saying that if we had to flee this area, you know, we might, you know, or maybe in the future as they pass by into the West, they might want to stop by and yeah, see, that's a good point. you know, these wonders themselves and be curious. And if you don't really know what's going on there, uh, you might make the same mistake, you know, to yeah. be sort of entranced to kind of uh, stop in and see this, this wonder, uh, the kingdom of Moria. So did you love to how she, it's just a cool exchange between, I think there's, there's something go on with her and her and Gimli. You know what I mean? Really? Does something go on? Some, does I'm just kidding. I'm, just, I'm trying to make people upset. On. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but like, you know, she, she refers to these dwarven places in their, in the dwarvish tongue. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. She goes on to talk oh, about these, these places yes. and Good Gimli call. just, Gimli's like infatuated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like they all loved her before, but he, he, um, it says wonder came into his face and then he smiled in answer. You know, the dwarf hearing the names given in his own ancient tongue. Yeah. He looked up and met her eyes and it seemed to him that he looked suddenly into the heart of an enemy and saw their love and understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I tell you what, man, the, the more I read to the, um, I'm, I'm actually like halfway through, if not three, three fourths of the way through. Um, the Silmarillion mm-hmm. and when you get into his adopted children mm-hmm. uh, Iluvatar's you know ad- adopted children being the dwarves and you know kind of bringing mm-hmm. them into the fold mm-hmm. you know um, it's just it's just interesting the dynamic between yeah. the dwarves and the elves you know the more I think about it it's just very interesting yeah. uh, so it's nice to see that it's cool you know? it's, yeah. it's cool to see that they're that she's using his language and yeah uh, he is stunned here, right? Yeah, he uh, he also rose clumsily and bowed in dwarf fashion, saying, "Dude, <laughs> every time yeah, the dwarves bow, I just it kills me because yeah. I imagine this full on bow, like this long drawn out process. Yeah. They stand up, bow, and they don't even have that far to go. Down. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, yet more fair is the living land of Lorien, and the Lady Galadriel is above all the jewels that lie beneath the earth. Mm-hmm. So just this kind of this mutual." Yeah, respect that it's it, it, it's just, I, there's a lesson there, man. Right, so you can be really, really different. You can be from two different worlds, and if if you if you just get over those differences and extend some grace and extend some love first, that's gonna just come back tenfold. Like that's what we should do. We should we should treat everyone with that same kind of respect that Gladriel treated. You know, because like you said, you set this. You talk about the tone that was set. Is Gimli was feeling like very out of his element he's in a place where he's not even allowed to be mm-hmm. he's with a race that you know he's been brought up to despise and not trust yep. and hate yeah um, yeah that friendship's been kind right of, yeah know. yeah and so that's in the back of his mind that's that's his lens that's what you know what he's feeling here she gives him this this just this little nod of respect and it's enough that he gives it right back and like a, a new friendship is kindled and yeah. I can't help but think that that also influences what happens with he and Legolas in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh right? my gosh. Yeah. Not only just for Gimli, but for Legolas. Yeah. I'm sure Legolas is watching this and going, "Okay." Yep. I mean, he looks up to these elves. He's like, "These yeah. are these stories that are that come from this realm are revered," and he's looking at that like, "All right, all right, maybe I need to change myself." Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, he does. It's cool, yeah. isn't it? It is really neat. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so you know they. There was see. a silence again. Yeah, and, and actually, um, Caliborn kind of takes back his words. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know those harsh words he brings. He takes them back a like bit. Like Gimli, and, forgive my forget my harsh words. Yeah, it, it, spoken the trouble of my heart. Yeah, and, and talks about um, this being such an evil, you know, peril that they're in, you know, and that their quest is known to them. Yeah, Gladriel yeah, says that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's looking at Frodo, and but but we're not going to speak about that, you know, yeah. openly. Anyways, yeah, yeah. we we know that's all you need to know is that we know, you know, what's going on here. Yep. Um, you know, now this is where you had mentioned earlier that uh, you know you came to this land seeking aid as Gandalf himself plainly purposed. For the Lord of the Gladrum is accounted among the wisest of the elves of Middle Earth, yeah. and a giver of gifts beyond the power of kings. <laughs> he has dwelt in the West since the days of dawn, <laughs> uh, and I have dwelt with him um, years uncounted. You know, and so they kind of recount some of their history there and how long they've been um, Argothrond, yeah, or Gondolin. Gondolin, before the fall of, yeah. Um, some cool stuff. Yeah. So um, she goes, uh, I it was who first summoned the White Council, and if my designs had not gone amiss, I would have, uh, it would have been governed by Gandalf the Grey. And then mayhaps things would have gone otherwise. Just interesting. What a Gandalf thing to feels, say, too. Feels to bring that up. Yeah. Right? Gandalf's always saying, man, if I would have done this or this, it uh-huh. may have been different. Yeah. She's doing the same kind of thing. And it's just interesting how... Always weighing their choices. Right. Yeah. Weighing your choices, but then like ultimately thinking, you can't really, you can't go back and do it. You can't make those changes now. And maybe that had to, you know that stuff had to happen so that I don't know I don't know yeah can you do I don't know if you can do her uh, the 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 line from the movie here but but this I will say to you do you see that part the paragraph that we're in right there oh yeah your quest stands upon the edge of a knife stray but a little and it will fail to the ruin of all yet hope remains while all the company is true dude something about Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Okay, here yeah, you go. A little yeah, okay. sidebar here. A little right. butterbur mode. Butterbur mode. Um, her voice. Yeah. Kate Blanchett's voice is a, a Jim Nichols. If you're listening, Jimmy Boy will know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It is gummy. Yeah. Gummy. Okay. When I say gummy, what do you mean? I mean it's <laughs> like textured uh-huh. and velvety and almost like, oh, okay, this is a, okay. I, I don't know. People may leave the book club after this, but I feel like I could reach out and touch her voice and like eat it. That's something. Does that make sense? That, it is almost its own thing. Like Kate Blanchett is a person, sure, but her voice is its own entity. Wow. It's like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I honestly don't know either. If she did ASMR, <laughs> everyone would listen oh, to yeah. it. Oh, like yeah. it's just. I, 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 you want to eat her voice. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's what I, I got. I mean, I from. probably would, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's. The, no, I get it. There's she's layers. saying stuff, but yeah. then she's also communicating something with just how it sounds. Yeah, I get it. And they're two separate things. Yeah, I get you. Kind of like when I listen to your voice. It's mind blowing. Yeah. It really is. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I, because I, 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 you know, I try to do her voice there, and no one can do her voice. No. No one. She's fantastic. It's just this beautiful yeah. thing to be marveled. And with that word, she held them with her eyes. This is the, the freaking weird yes. part. Yes. And in silence, looked searchingly at each of them in turn, which we get this, especially in the extended edition. They do a great job of this because you don't know what she's saying to each of them, but no. you see their reactions. Right. Um, none save Legolas and Aragorn could long endure her glance. Sam quickly blushed and hung his head. Yeah. Right. 
And you would think that's a bad thing, but it's not. It's not not at all. You know, uh, which is interesting. I think, and I think, why? Uh, so explain that. Well, I think you know, like um, in Sam's case. W- well, I think with Sam's. Well, I think the idea that he would hang his head and not, you know, be able to sustain, um, because sometimes. You know, I know as, as, as a teacher, you'll look at, we're kind of in trainings taught, you know, if a kid looks away or looks down or different things. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing right. or whatever. And right. that's the biggest bunch of baloney I've ever heard in my life right. because you've got anxiety, you've got all sorts of cultural differences yeah, and things absolutely. like that, yep. you know. Um, but I don't always like eye contact. Yeah, I know. I can't yeah. always do it. Well, I mean, that's um, something like. Yeah, unless, you know. Yeah, well, and he- as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. He's really right here. He's just got it's it got personal for him. Yeah, you know, and so he kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, and like like looks away, and it's not. Uh, he's the he's one of the most innocent yeah. of the whole company, I, right? I think so. And I, I see a lot of it too is his humility. Yeah, he's the most humble uh, of the company. Yes. Right? He's he feels. Dude, it's so freaking ironic, him. Yes, because he feels the 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 least worthy, and he's the most. I know. He's <laughs> the he is the hero of the story, yeah. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyways, he, uh, you know, takes a, a nice long look and, uh, you know, if you're listening right now, just find that person next to you and stare into their eyes for a while and tell me what you saw, uh, or what you gathered. A lot so, of glare, a lot of glare happening. Lane just can't even a lot see of, into a lot my of glare. Eyes right I really can't. Now. It's a good defense. <laughs> if you were with Galadriel, you had the, had the glasses she on, she'd be, be like, to- what the hell? What's going on? It's a wizard. Gladriel, what wizard? the hell? What's going on here? Can't get in them glasses. <laughs> uh, Ezra so, the shiny. Is that what you would be? That's what I am. Uh, so anyways, she, she welcomes them, you know, just to just kind of chill out, you know, take a good nap, um, you know, and, and welcomes them into the city. And, and, and Kelleborn kind of says, you're worn with sorrow and, and much toil. Um, even if your quest did not concern us closely, you should have refuge in this city until you were healed and refreshed. Uh, now you arrest and will not speak um, of your further road for a while. And uh, th- th- they get to kind of sleep here and uh, rest, just kind of chill out for a bit. There's like this nice pavilion where they can just, you know, rest and uh, uh, listen to the singing that's going on uh, and, and whatnot. So let's see. Now, Pippin, this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> um, Pippin says, what did you blush for, Sam? Uh, said Pippin. You soon broke down. Anyone would have thought you had a guilty conscience. I hope it has nothing. I hope it was nothing worse uh, than a wicked plot to steal one of my blankets. Uh, I never thought such no thing," said Sam, uh, in no mood for a jest. If you want to know, I felt as if I hadn't got nothing on. 
I, I, I didn't like it. She seemed to be looking inside me and asking me what I would do if she gave me the chance of flying back home to the Shire to do a nice little, uh, to his nice little hole and, you know, with a bit of, uh, you know, gardening of his own there. So, um, Sam's just, he's naked, you know, he's, he's sitting there naked and I am hostless right now, just so everyone knows. So <laughs> there he is. Uh, I, I was waiting for someone to laugh at my naked joke, and, and well, it wasn't a joke. Sam's naked, just so you know. Great. Great. Where are we going? <laughs> Sam's naked. Oh, well. Let me, uh, let me wipe my glasses off here. Sorry, guys. I had, to, I, had to, I had to carry on there, you know? Sorry about that. I had to slip away for a second. Didn't even know I was gone, did you? You're here. You're gone. You're... You're, that's kind of like an Ezra thing to do. You're, that's weird. That was weird. I thought, I, was, I, th- I thought you were sitting there, and you weren't. Wow. I should get my head out of this book a little bit more and make sure. What an impression I make. (laughs) Well, as you know what I was doing as I was, yeah, I was doing a little dreaming. Were you? I was. Well, and you can see in, in, uh, no, no, no. As in this land that you would want to do that. Yeah. I was doing some dreaming. Oh, that kind of dreaming. You were dreaming. Wouldn't it be fun to, I don't know, start a Lord of the Rings podcast. Oh my. It's, do you think so? Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Got to get that name just, just right. Just right. Just yeah. right, though. What do you think? Well, um, uh, there's Elves and Elves podcast. Oh, okay, I get it. Very chapter specific. You get me? Kind of Sam me. related. Yeah. Um, what about, I'll have a peep lady if you're offering podcast. <laughs> oh, well, so all ridiculous. kind of directions we could go there. Right. Lots of, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure where that would be. Pop culture, I don't know. It's that podcast with all adult. Um, yeah, definitely adult. Uh, Nunya business podcast. Nunya business. Yeah, I like it. Like I like it. One? It'd be all be all you know all about Galadriel and just things that she's done. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, how about Loth Lorelai podcast for yeah. all our Gilmore Girl fans? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. I like okay. that one. All right, all right. Uh, there's ashes on my tomatoes. Tomatoes. Wow podcast tomato tomato same thing what's the matter with you <laughs> a pint from the pony podcast sure the name mind having one right oh, now. oh man pour it down my throat beer in the throat mr frodo catch it here you go so i don't know we're getting closer i think one of these days guys we'll, the we'll dream may become a reality we'll do it we will oh, yeah all right stay tuned um can we get some of that nice ambient sound back? I'd really appreciate yeah, it. You want to go back to La Florian? I really do. Okay. Because we're about to take a nap. We're about to, you know, uh, cool. go to sleep here. Oh, oh. For the night. I thought you meant for real. Uh, no, not yet, my friend. <laughs> We've got quite a long night ahead of us. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But it was how Sam felt, okay? You know, when, when Gladriel was staring at him, yeah. he felt as he had nothing on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he is uh, he, he's given this chance to fly back home to the Shire. Do I have to read this Pippin quote in... in, in Billy yeah. Boyd's voice. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I think the yeah they they got. We need that on the group. There was like fifty people, right? That. Yep, there were. Okay, all right. That's actually what I was doing. I, I slipped away to to practice my Billy Boyd Good. impression. Okay. So. What did you blush for, Sam? Said Pippin. You soon broke down. Anyone would have thought you had a guilty conscience. I hope it was nothing worse than a wicked plot to steal from one of my blankets. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and, and well, he uh, was naked, so he needed the blanket to cover up with. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it actually kind of fits, doesn't it? Um, so Mary Looking, says uh, that's yeah. funny. You know, almost exactly what I felt. So they're all yeah. kind of comparing how they felt. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so, what a Hobbit thing to do. 
Did you guys notice she was staring right at you? Yeah. yeah I know. Each of us. What was that all about? Right. Everyone like, else probably knew what was going on right, and knows right. something about Galadriel. They're like, what was that? What, what, what did we just experience? Did you guys feel naked too? She because just looked uh, at us naked. You ever had that dream where you're going to school? Yeah. And, honestly, have you ever had that dream? Yeah. It wasn't a school though. Oh, okay. Let's not talk about it. Okay. So um, a, I'll have a peep if you're offering. <laughs> okay. So uh, Gimli actually says, you know, um, and it seemed to him that uh, my choice would be to remain secret. Oh, wait, 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 that my choice would be remain secret and known only to myself. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What's up yeah. with that? I do. There's this thing. Gimladriel, you know, huh? it's, it's a, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. It's a healing of, of a broken relationship, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you wouldn't know it, but uh, Boromir, the way he speaks, it's as if she saw nothing in him. And, you know, yeah. in, in, in the in the movie, we see a, a real good example of foreshadowing. He looks like he's upset. At he's, what, it's intense. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at what she's and he even, seeing. He even tells, uh, tells Aragorn later on, he says, you know, um, I heard her voice in my head. I'll find no rest here kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he says, um, but I almost, but almost I should have said uh, that she was tempting us. And offering what she pretended to have the power to give. Mm-hmm. It need not be said that I refuse to listen. Of course. <laughs> it need uh, not be said. I would, I would never falter. The men of Minas Tirith are true to their word. But what he thought the lady had offered had offered him, Boromir did not tell. So that's interesting too. There's a lot of this. I love this secrecy too. Because it just allows you to wonder and imagine. What did she offer Boromir? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah, what did she offer him? And he goes, he wants to kind of, I think he wants to move this on to, to someone else, and he mentions yeah. the ring bearer, Frodo. Yeah. And that she stared at him longest. Yeah. He doesn't tell us what, she's, what she said, or yeah. what, what she, he was offered, or, I will you know. keep there. Yeah. Yeah, whatever she said, I'll keep there. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, pretty amazing. And Aragorn just kind of defends her, you know, and says that there That's is right. no evil in her or this land. Um, there's a pureness there. If, if there is any evil here, it's what it's we brought you bring with it. us. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, and it's her job to kind of see, you know, find that. If you yeah. kind of think she's searching their souls, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but you, quick question. Where do you think Gollum's at in this whole situation? Did he get out of the woods? I think he was, he was up in that. Do um, we find that out next chapter? Actually, maybe. Maybe, um, but I can't, I can't remember. remember. Uh, you know what I think? I think he was actually kind of in that party of elves with, Galadriel and Celeborn. I think he was in there. And he's, he did his makeup real quick. And they're like, <laughs> someone draws a picture right. of that. He's just in the back. He's a shorter know, elf, but looks in. kind of strange. Okay. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tim. I'm, I'm Gollum, son of Celeborn. <laughs> we need Chase. Yeah, we do. Um, interesting here. Okay. Interesting, right? Uh, dreams are a big thing, but they, they, they slept so soundly. There was no sound or dream that disturbed their slumber. Not even Frodo. Not even Frodo had a dream. Yeah. I guess his visions are saved for this mirror coming up. Well, you know, in, in Bywater Post, we have actually someone talking about dreams. Um, we're going to kind of go back to that idea of uh, prophetic dreams, things that he might be seeing that yeah. are happening elsewhere, mm-hmm. future dreams, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and what's the source of that? Where are those coming from? But yeah, he gets Man. this. He gets this restless or this um, peaceful Restful? sleep. Yeah. yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, the opposite of what I was trying. Gets his restless sleep where he sleeps real good. <laughs> he gets his 
Or you're tossing and turning, but it's good, you know? Uh. <laughs> All right. Um, so so they had not... They, actually, the Lord and Lady are kind of like, for most of their time there, uh, they don't really see them. Right? I mean... Drinking Malor and Spice Lattes up in the, up in yeah. the trees. Yeah. yeah. They're not yeah. around, really. No. Uh-uh. So... Um, Haldir actually bids him farewell. He takes off and heads back. He's going to kind of kill know, some orcs. Keep, keep an eye on things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is neat here. This is the part where Legolas was away much um, among the Gladrum. And after the first night, he did not sleep with the other uh, companions, though he returned to eat and talk with them. Often he took Gimli with him when he went abroad in the land. And the others wondered at this change. I think that's just the best. Yeah. I think it's so cool that he would take him with him, you know, because he's obviously seeking out other elves. And speaking with them yeah. and things and, and trying to, he's been well welcomed into yeah. this, into this, uh, not this even land. sleeping with the fellowship. I mean, that's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so. he feels very comfortable. It's, it's probably a nice break and rest for him too, you know, to be around yeah. his, his, um, his kin folk for, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's thinking long term, like they're not going into any more elven lands. Yeah. This is kind of the last bit where, he's guaranteed to run into other elves. Mm-hmm. And so he yeah. probably needs that for his strength as well, I would imagine. Yep. But yeah, it's so cool how he and Gimli are kind of, you see them kind of hanging out. It's almost like they're at camp or something. Yeah. They're <laughs> at Camp Lothlorien. Yeah. And they're, and they're all kind of, <laughs> right, you know, actually, hey, let's yeah. go kill some orcs. All right, hey. Let's swing off this tree for a bit. Yeah, Gimli, I want to go show you, you, you know, know, Malorn insects. All of a sudden, Gimli pulls out his axe. I'm like, whoa, whoa, dude. We're not the uh, Malorns, can't cut bro. these trees down, man. <laughs> That's not cool, man. It's a different age, bro. <laughs> I'll see if there's diamonds in the bottom. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. So, anyways, um, the elves are singing songs. They hear this. They're, they're singing about, you know, um, the, the, the pilgrim Grey, right? Um, Gandalf, our, our good friend. Mithrandir, Mithrandir. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, Frodo actually decides himself uh, to kind of... It is Frodo, isn't it? Yeah. Who, who puts this into song yep. here. Yep. And, you know, he kind of... Um, creates his own little song about about Gandalf. Yeah, pretty cool. And, and it is pretty neat, actually, and I don't really have a tune for it, but um, I'm just going to read some of it. That's cool. Let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah. just read. Um, so when evening in the Shire was gray, his footsteps on the hill were heard. Before the dawn, he went away on journey long without a word. Um, fr- from wilder land to western shore, from northern ways to southern hill, through dragon lair and hidden door and darkling woods, he walked at will. With dwarf and hobbit, elf and man, uh, with mortal and immortal folk, with bird on bow and beast on in den, in their own secret tongue he spoke. And I think that's kind of neat. So yeah. that he can speak with birds and beasts. Yeah. You know, because we often think of Radagast when we, you know, but yeah. he, he's he's this. They're all talented yeah, in that in that regard. So, um, he's a, a deadly sword, uh, a healing hand. Huh. You know, a back that bent beneath its load, a trumpet voice and a burning brand. Uh, a weary pilgrim on the road. I just are you gonna you get know. this tattooed to your back or something? Why not? I mean, seriously, it's it's a it's, it's a good it's yeah it is beautiful. Um, a lord of wisdom, um, a, a lord of wisdom, throned he sat, uh, swift in anger, quick to laugh. An old man in a battered hat who leaned upon a thorny staff. He stood upon the bridge alone, and fire and shadow both defied. His staff was broken on the stone. In Casa Doom, his wisdom died. Dude, just unreal. Yeah. You uh, almost want to just let that sit, like sink in. For, I mean, when you read it, you do. You take it, you know, um, uh, what are those called? 
couplet by couplet, and you just yeah it sinks in, and it's beautiful. Then you have Sam's verse. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, Why you'll be beating Mister Bilbo next," said Sam. "No, I'm afraid not," said Frodo. "But that is the best I can do yet." "Well, Mister Frodo, if you do have another go, I'll help you say a word about his fireworks," said Sam. "Something like this." The finest rockets ever seen, they burst in stars of blue and green. Or after thunder, golden showers came falling like a rain of flowers. Well, that doesn't do them justice by a long road. Yeah. It, it's interesting, the structure, too. He goes to, like, you know, the A-A-B-B. Yeah, yeah. You know, versus the A-B-A-B right. structure. It's less, uh, yeah. yeah, less elaborate or yeah, It's just or neat, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Kind of cool that they're... <laughs> well, cool. and he doesn't have much time. You know, G- Gandalf has just past and he really he kind of says that it's just him thinking yeah. freely yeah. about you know um a friend who has passed yeah. you know and i think when you when you go to do something like that you know um you just kind of put your thoughts down about where what life was like with him what you remember at that time and moment and then you know you have people like sam adding to it and you have the elves adding their own stories from long yeah. ago yep. things that they remember about you know gandalf so pretty amazing it takes all of us to kind of you know, really get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Um, okay. So let's move on a bit. We've, uh, gone a little long here in the beginning of this chapter. Uh, where do we, where do we dive in here? My good friend. Um, so they talk about magic. Yeah. Talk about elves, elf magic. Right. Uh, and talking about, you know, basically what do you think, Sam? You know? Yeah. There's There's elves and there's elves. There's, there's, (laughs) there are, there's elves and there's elves. They're all elvish enough. But they're not all the same. So it's interesting how he's, you know, he's starting to. We've seen different groups of elves. Three? Three groups of elves now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We saw Gildor, right? And Glorian and his group moving. Then we saw Elrond and Rivendell. And now we are in, uh, in Lorien. And they're, he's taking note. Right before, that's all he wanted to see. Yeah. I want to see elves. I want to see elves. I want to learn of, you know, see him in person in the flesh. He talked to Ted Sandyman about it. He did. Right? Yeah, he did. And so now he's seen three different groups in different stages and of their journey and noticing that, you know, they're all the same, but they're all very different, which is really, really cool. Um, I love what he says here. Cause we talked about this, man. We actually, you know, broke our rule and we talked a little bit about the chapter before. Okay. Um, you know, they seem to belong here more even than hobbits do in the Shire. Just yeah. kind of that comparison to hobbits. Yeah. Almost was, was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, well, because, uh, you know, Haldir kind of talks about how much they love, those trees yeah you know and how much they would almost rather just stay yeah they love their home that's right and i think if you you talk about how well the the when when i again when we were reading doing our our hobbit's guide right you know um the the teleri and the idea that some of these different elves wanted to stay and they chose Uh to kind of even when they were moving west they lingered they were kind of struck by these beauties you know and and they they fell in love with the land And I think it's neat to, to really kind of cool. to kind of think about. So, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. And not that I'm saying that they all are Teleri, just that the, that was kind of the idea, the mindset yeah. of that of that group as they passed. Yeah, they're te- the telepathy. Yeah, yeah. there it is. <laughs> so uh, now they want to see a bit of this elf magic. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's interesting. And Galadriel obviously hears them from afar. She does. Uh, or somehow she's in tune with her mind. She, I think, right. knows every thought that's going on in this yeah, yeah. whole place. And you know? she is, uh, yeah, CCTV, pretty much. I yeah. think. Yes, she is. Um, I hope very much that, uh, that, that before we leave, we shall see the Lady of the Elves again. Even as he spoke, they saw, as if she came in answer to their words, 
the Lady Galadriel approaching. And it's Sam who wants to see it. Frodo's not too keen. He's like, yeah, the, 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 the mirror. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'd dearly love to see some elf magic, Mister Frodo. I wouldn't," said Frodo. "I am content, and I don't. I don't miss Gandalf's fireworks, but his bushy eyebrows and his quick temper and his voice. So, so you got Sam wants to see this this elf magic. Frodo's like, I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, man. Okay. Wow. Hold on. You just struck. I just realized something. He is still really missing Gandalf. Uh huh. He was closer with Gandalf, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. You know. Um, and so he just wants to see him again. Just push his bushy eyebrows. He doesn't need his magic. He doesn't need anything special. No. He just needs Gandalf back. Almost like seeing some magic might kind of hurt. Yeah. Good point. It's too raw. Yeah. Well, right? and I was, and it would, if you want to see any magic, you want to see Gandalf's magic. Yeah. Bring him back. Why do I need to see anybody else's? Right. He's the only one that yeah. really. Yeah. It's that grief, right? Yeah. He's, he doesn't want any. Nope. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep, well, they're about to get some more elf magic. Too bad. Do you like so, that, Sam? So, uh, uh, so Gladriel kind of takes them down. Uh, let's see. They go down a long flight of steps mm-hmm. uh, into a deep green hollow through which ran the murmuring silver stream that issued from the fountains of the hill. Uh, at the bottom, upon a low pedestal carved like a branching tree, stood a basin of silver wide and shallow. And beside it stood a silver, um, what is it? It's like ur. Like yeah, a, yeah. I don't know what that is exactly, but I, I'm, I'm imagining this basin, yep. you know, um, situation uh, with water from the stream. Gladriel filled the basin to the brim and breathed on it. I guess that's the trick. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of. <sighs> yeah, it's like, you know, is that what, when you do your glasses, <laughs> got to <laughs> get them sharp. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and when the water was still again, she spoke. Here is the mirror of Galadriel, yeah. she said. Uh, I've brought it, I've brought you here so that you may look in it, if you will. And what would you do here, my friend? What would you do? You're kidding me. You have that in your book, too? Would you look? Question mark. Oh, co- yeah. I think that's the question, isn't it? So with what she tells them, first of all, what does she kind of tell them? She um, says you're going to see some stuff, man. Yeah, she says many things I, I can command the mirror to reveal. <laughs> right. Um, and to some I can show what they desire to see, but the mirror will also show things unbidden. And those are often stranger and more profitable than things which we wish to behold. Uh, What you will see if the mirror, if you leave the mirror free to work, I cannot tell. So interesting too, how like she can control it to a certain extent, but she's pretty much saying this is kind of its own monster. Mm -hmm. This mirror is its own being, which again, it's, it's sort of like the ring that way. Okay, please. I take that back, but it's like, you know, I mean, it's, it's when I say that, what I mean is it's its own thing. Yeah. Like yeah. this mirror is, um, you know, it, it can do its own. It can, it can show you something that no one knows. It's almost like it has its own mind. Maybe it has its own agenda. Maybe it's free of all those things. Yeah. But yeah. So would you look, that you is know, a good question. Would I, you look? I would. And, and here's what I would ask it. I would say, Mirror, mirror in the ground. Who is the, the prettiest fairest? man around? The parents. <laughs> Thank you for finishing that for me. Um, no, you know, honestly, I don't think I would. I really do. I don't think I would look. And here's one of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, I think Frodo just kind of says, I think he eventually says it just is what it is. And, and who really cares? You know, it doesn't say that, but it, it, you get that vibe anyways. Because she says yeah. that uh, for it shows things that were. 
things that are and things that yet may be, okay? But which it is that he sees, even the wisest cannot tell. So even, okay, so it, you see an image, even the wisest can't tell you whether that's the past, mm-hmm. the present, mm-hmm. you know, or the future. Yeah. And I mean, I'm guessing unless it's like you're seeing your own past, but I don't think it would do that. Because you know your own past. You know your own past. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of, maybe that's Frodo's thought too. If, if he's kind of like, all right, so I know where I've been. I know what I'm doing now. And I know where I have to go. I, he, you're right. I, it's, it's interesting you pointed that out. He's just kind of in this mood where it's like. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. He's done. He's done. And you see that later <clears> when, he, when he, you know, makes his offering. He's like, I don't, I can't do this. Yeah, especially not without. I think it's really starting to sink in that Gandalf's not there. Well, he doesn't answer at first. Yeah, he, he, you know when she asks, "Do you do you wish to look?" and it's it's Sam who she kind of coaxes into um, to looking because of the his talk of magic. Yep. What you know. what you call magic, I believe. Yeah. Um, notice you didn't ask me. Um, I would. <laughs> I don't know if I would look. Okay. All right. Um. And my reasons for not, I, I don't think I would, but I would want to so badly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like the, the it'd be, it's a toss up. You don't look and you're driven mad by what you, th- what you might've seen the, the, just the not knowing the mystery mm-hmm. you do look and it's the mystery of interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What is it that I saw? You see Sam, Sam misinterprets some Absolutely. of the stuff. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and so, and it, and it, it causes him to want to run home yes. to his, to his gaffer. Yep. And so if it has that dramatic of a shift where, and gladly even says, before I showed you the mirror, before you looked in the mirror, sorry, I'm kind of skipping ahead here. Yeah. yeah, yeah before you're... you looked in, you weren't going anywhere. Yeah. So what he sees is he sees Ted Sandyman and those guys cutting trees down, yep. doing things they shouldn't be doing. Um, yep. as you said, you know, um, his, his old man is, is out on the street. Yep. You know, he does it now. Is that in the, is that currently happening or is that the future? Right. He knows it's not the past. Right. You know? Um, so that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think here, here's the other thing too. think of the wisdom that Gandalf. Well, I don't know if it's wisdom actually, but they all comment on the idea that these hobbits wouldn't have left the Shire if they would have known, you know, and, yeah. and not knowing we see that theme a lot. Don't we? Yeah. And not knowing what our future holds and not knowing because there are gifts that the elves have and the, um, this foresight and things that yeah. uh, other beings have. They're kind of beyond time or outside of time that way. Yeah, and the hobbits don't have that. Yeah. It's almost like a gift that yeah. they have, yeah. you know? Um, and it's often weird how, how Tolkien weaves in gifts for men and gifts for, you know, even these right. little hobbits right. being kind of innocent and not knowing uh, what's going to happen. So I think there's wisdom in not looking. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they, 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 I think they're now well set into their quest and really... Frodo has this burden. He's going to, he's already accepted it. And yeah. I think he's someone who's true to his word. And he's going to follow through yeah. on finishing this. So we just have a little sway on what he's going to do. Yeah. So what's the point? I'm going to go anyways. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to go forward. Um, so yeah. Wow. I don't know. My thoughts. Let us know. Would you look? Would you not look? Would you look? I'll have a so, peep lady if you're or, offering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I know. I love it. I love um, it. So, okay. Um, and I'd not mind a glimpse of what's going on at home, you know, so he gets that. Yeah, gets a little that phone call. Look. Yeah. What? Um, does she say what would happen? She says, do not touch the water. Does she say what would happen if you did? I don't think she does. 
Actually. That's kind of creepy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Would you be sucked into the mirror and never never brought out again? Would you be transported to whatever you saw? Right. I don't know. That's crazy to think about. It is, yeah. I love is. that, though. Another little mystery nugget that he throws at us. Don't touch the water. She exclaims that. There's an exclamation point. Very. Ra- I use that in almost every sentence I write. Yeah. Uh, elves rarely use it. So it's kind of interesting to think about. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Now let's move on. We talk about what Sam sees. Really, uh-huh. you know, um, he sees he's a lot of destruction, bit, man. Bit of Frodo, bit of the Shire. Yep. You know, and so on. Um, let me see if we can find it real quick. Uh, Do you wish to look, Frodo? Said Lady Gladriel. Uh, you did not wish to see elf magic, and were content. And then he says, "Do you advise me to look?" No, she said. I do not counsel you one way or the other. I'm not a counselor. You may learn something. And whether what you see be fair or evil, uh, that may be profitable. And yet it may not. <laughs> Answering both yes and uh-huh. no. Thank you. Yep. Uh, going clear back to Gildor. That's right, him, man. You know, the old advice that elves Great are advice. really... Not. Yeah, we're not going to tell you one way or another. What do they right. tell each other, you know? Maybe they don't have to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's like... Elves are baffling. They're very, very interesting, but they're also kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, in my personal opinion, but but I, I guess I guess the lesson. I mean, but it's not really annoying. It's really wise, and it's annoying because we want answers. Yeah. Right. We want you to say, "Do this. This is the best option." Yeah. But who's to say? Because it's the whole weighing your weighing your decisions in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gandalf doesn't. Galadriel did it here. I should have done this in the past. Yeah. No. Well, actually, you really shouldn't have because it it led to this, which led to this, which led to the mm-hmm. ultimate goal being achieved. Yeah. So, I think it's that concept of. What, what has been has been. Yeah. What is is, and what will be will be. Yeah. And, sure. and it, it, it's not our role to influence you that way. Yeah. Sure. It's up to you. Yeah. Not our journey. Well, and and you know, I think the other thing that she mentions here though is that she does believe he is uh, brave and courageous. You know, yeah. and that he has sort of like the will, right? For, yeah. For this, yeah. For this she, adventure. That's right. That's right. So there is a possibility. That there that, that there can be something that he'll profit from, but here's my here's my thinking on that. Um, I don't not that you want to get way deep into this, but if he sees something in the future mm-hmm. that's going to profit him, how is that going to profit him? You know, he sees it, and then so is he going to try to change it? You know, mm-hmm. and then again, it's unseen. Um, you know, it has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, he doesn't even Will know he be the actions for it in which he's he would. Seen it? So the other the other thing is, could he be mental, more mentally prepared for what's about to happen, or or he, he's experiencing what he saw before, and he's like, okay, here it is. Yeah, I just don't see a lot of it's profit. Preparation. I don't see a lot of profit in looking into the mirror. No, you know, I I kind of think I would rather. So just, is it a test from Galadriel? Maybe. You know, I mean, uh, it's just bizarre. I almost wish Frodo wouldn't have looked, but hmm. it is what it is. You know, he's a lot of stuff. He does see. a lot Do we of also things. not to way backtrack, but do we we had to skip over Sam right? about his reaction when he put his head on his hands. He's just like totally distraught over what he saw and what yeah. he has to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about it. We said that he wanted to go back and you yeah. said that she said, you know, would you have gone back if I wouldn't have shown you this? If what I've seen, I just want to read this one line. Yeah. If what I've seen turns out true, somebody's going to catch it hot. I know. That's great. I just love him, man. He's so passionate. He Gosh. Is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, you know, what, the, the big, the big deal, what he sees is he sees the eye of Sauron. You're right. In yep. the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets his first glimpse of... So he sees all these different things. He sees like this faint, small figure growing larger and larger, yep. clearer, right? That 
reminded, reminded him of Gandalf, Gandalf but it was yeah. white. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he wasn't sure, is it Gandalf on one of his many journeys long ago, or is this Saruman now? Yeah. He also sees Bilbo kind of walking around in a room with littered papers, disordered. Uh, you know, is the rain on the windows. Yeah. Um, then he sees some scenes that he knew to be parts of a great history in which he had become involved. Then he sees the sea. Yeah. All at once. And then darkness falls. Sea rises. It rages in a great storm. He saw against the sun sinking blood red into a rack of clouds. The black outline of a tall ship with torn sails riding up out of the west. Yep. That's something. Then a wide river flowing, populous city, a white fortress with seven towers. We know what that is. Mm-hmm. Ship and black sails. We know what that is. Yep. Uh, smoke as a fire and the battle arose. So he's seeing things in the future. We don't even know. The order is also different, isn't it? It's all. I think I just ripped my toenail off. You okay? Yeah, it hurts really bad. What were you saying? The order? Jeez, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. That's disgusting, dude. I think it's disgusting excuse me like i didn't do it on purpose man all right you've never ripped your toenail please off please take your toenail off of my foot <laughs> maybe it's your dang your dang callous feet that knocked it off <laughs> but suddenly it goes all together dark uh yeah yes right as if a hole had opened in the world of sight and frodo looked into emptiness in the black abyss there appeared a single eye that slowly grew until it filled filled nearly all the mirror yep so terrible was so terrible was it that Frodo stood rooted, unable to cry out or to withdraw his gaze. The eye was rimmed with fire, but was itself glazed, yellow as a cat's, watchful and intent, and the black slit of its pupil opened on a pit, a window into nothing. Yeah. The eye began to rove, searching this way and that, and Frodo knew with certainty and horror that among the many things that it sought, he himself was one. Mm-hmm. But he also knew that it could not see him, not yet, not unless he willed it. The ring that hung upon its chain about his neck grew heavy, heavier than a great stone, and his head was dragged downwards. The mirror seemed to be growing hot, and curls of steam were rising from the water. He was slipping forward. Do not touch the water, said the Lady Gladriel. Oh, softly, sorry. <laughs> she exclaimed it softly. Do not touch the water. So then the vision fades. Uh, he found he was looking into cool stars twinkling in the silver basin like nothing yep. had ever happened. But he's shook. By this, uh, talks about him trembling. He's he's can, woke. Yeah, he's woke. Uh, uh, let's see. So, can you do her voice again? So I know, I know. Oh my gosh, I love when she says this in the movie. Yeah, because she like side eyes him. She goes, "I know what it is you saw, for it is also in my mind." Then she goes into yeah. telepathy. Right. Just so cool. Yeah, I mean, ah. Uh, so she's just. I mean, she's really. Obviously, she's this ancient being. We could go on about Galadriel forever. We're, we're going to when we get into the Silmarillion and we do Hobbit's Guide. Um, but she is just the importance of her and her connection to Sauron, her connection to this. I think she could take him. <laughs> In place of a Dark Lord, you would have a queen. Yes. Not dark, but terrible. Preach it, son. Yeah. And, and and beautiful and treacherous as the dawn, treacherous yeah. as the sea, stronger yeah. than the foundations you of know, the earth. It is it is the ring, and it is that uh, that's what gave him that power. You know, yeah. that's what took Sauron from where he was, where we see him in yeah. the uh, under under Morgoth, to the level in which we see him now. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. it, not actually now, but back during the um, uh, his his struggle. Right. You know, with, right. Um, yeah, but I guess even like you said, but what I mean, in a way, still now to be. To have been killed, but still survive through an object that you yeah. bound yourself to. I mean, yeah. that's is that unprecedented? 
I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great question though. That's yeah. Yeah. She, she, I mean, could she take him? I think she could. I think she, she could. She's a, she's a boss. For she sure. is. Um, so, you know, um, they talk a bit about the dark, uh, the, the dark Lord, you know, and, uh, that he's seeking for, you know, Frodo. Um, but the door, you know, in, in this land, the door is shut. He mm-hmm. can't, he's not able to look in this yep. land. Yep. And, and, uh, and so, it's it's good that they were able to get into Lothlorien and, and hide out for a bit and prep as they as they move forward. So uh, she lifted up her white arms and spread out her hands towards the east in a gesture of rejection and denial. Mm. You know, Arendelle, the evening star, most beloved of the elves, shone clear above. So she's kind of it's almost like she's defying. Um, I don't know what what is she actually doing here. She's she's um, uh, she cast a dim shadow on the ground. It's raised glance to. Um, it's raised glanced upon a ring about her finger. Oh, this is when he sees yeah. um, her ring. Yeah. Kind of cool that she, you're right though, but it's interesting that she, she makes this gesture towards the east, towards Mordor, and a gesture of rejection and denial, almost like she couldn't even express, or maybe she's, she's giving physical action to what her words just okay. were. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That's really interesting. You're right. That that well, is revealing kinda... a bit of herself because you know Frodo perceived he he perceives he sees the ring and Sam did not and Sam doesn't. Right. She praises him for that too. She's like you know already you're you know because of your well we get into that later. Well we might as well talk about it right now. Yeah, it's, it's the next she, part. she talks about you know well they talk about using the ring right. She yeah. talks about her ring Nenya the ring of adamant. She's its keeper. Um, he suspects, but he does not know. Not yet. Right. He doesn't know that she has it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But but Frodo, uh, you know, Frodo does that. He could see it because he is a ring bearer. Um. There's so much in here, dude. Yeah, there is actually. Um, uh, let's stop for a second. I'm, I'm getting too far ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, let's see here. She also talks about you know if you fail, um, then she's talking about the, the, I guess the interconnection with the with the quest. If she's if, if you know if, if he fails, then the enemy will know all about them. Lothlorien will fade, and the tides of time will sweep it away. Uh, she said, "We must depart into the west, or dwindle to a rustic folk of dell and cave, slowly to be slowly to forget and to be forgotten." So it's interesting too that elves could do that. Mm-hmm. I've never really thought about that. So if you know if this world does change and Sauron does rule again, then they would kind of diminish that way. Yeah, it's just interesting to think about. Like mm-hmm. they would, would they be like Tom? Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Kind of their own little, just, just forgotten, almost like a forgotten, like, you know, Tom doesn't even know how old he is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's just, I don't remember that from the last time that was really well, interesting. Was it diminished? Like, I mean, they're, they're also, as he spreads, they're going to move out. You know, if they, if they don't resist him and stand against Well, she power. says, she says that, or, oh. she said we must part into the West or, Dwindle to a rustic folk of Dellen and Dellen Cave. So we would just, I get you, you know, kind yeah. of dwindle into these small pockets where we already are. Yeah, I get and you. And forget and also be forgotten. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, right? Yeah, I think they'd probably be way reduced in number two. Though, yeah, right. Wouldn't you? Then yeah. the ones the, who would stay. Yeah, the so. strongest maybe would uh, would be able to kind of hold out in those different areas. And, yeah. 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 Fade to the back of our minds and and uh, yeah. Maybe that's where they are right now. Huh. You know, in this world, I don't know. Um, okay, okay, okay. So he's gazing at the ring, right? And uh, he seems to kind of understand it. She's like, yes, you know, perceiving his, or, you know, uh, knowing his own thoughts. Yeah. Um, it is not permitted to speak of it. 
and Elrond could not do so, but it cannot be hidden from the ring bearer. So, you know, it's just the secret that the elves... Because they talk about what... Elrond talks about what they use their rings for mm-hmm. in the council, you know, and the fact that she has it on. Yeah. You know, she's using it. Yeah. Uh, in a sense. Um, but it cannot be hidden from the ring bearer, the one who sees, who has seen the eye. Uh, verily, it is, the, it is uh, in the land of Lorien, upon the finger of Galadriel, that the one of the three remains. Yeah, you've mentioned this is Nenya. Okay, she's Nenya her, business. Nenya business. Uh, she's the keeper. He suspects, but he does not know. Not yet. Uh, do you not see now whether, wherefore your coming um, is, is to us at the footstep of doom? Um, for if you fail, then we are laid bare to the enemy. Oh, boy. Yet if you succeed, then our power... Wait, yet if you succeed, then our power... Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. They don't really know what they... Yeah. That's a good point. Can do or can't do with these rings, right? Is that the... Good question. I don't understand that necessarily. For if you fail, then we are laid bare to the enemy. Yet if you succeed, then our power is diminished. Well, isn't the fate of their three rings also kind of bound to the one? I see. You're right. Because they're all... They all share the same fate, so... Yep, yep that's how they would diminish mm-hmm. kind of. So, so I, I, she's saying in a way she's saying either way, we're going to have to, yeah. our, f- our future is determined kind of. Huh? Interesting, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, yes. So, what do you wish? Right. You know? Yep. So, um, that what shall be, shall be <laughs> bright. Uh, which we say like, it sounds so stupid, but that is wisdom, isn't it? What would you wish to have happen? I, I don't know. Whatever is going to happen. Yeah. To not have influence over it. To not try and control it. Because then it, it won't be won't be organic. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It won't be real. It won't be authentic. If, if some, like, I guess really the, the whole reason we're in this mess, mess is because certain individuals want to contrive things and control the way, the way things unfold. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so that the opposite of that is to trust that whatever's going to happen is the right thing. Yeah. 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 And she talks about wishing almost that the one ring had never been wrought mm-hmm. um, and that it had remained forever lost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Then, then, he off, then he offers it to her. He does. Yeah. So he offers her the ring and, and uh, this is her kind of test, right? You know, mm-hmm. she laughed with a sudden clear uh, laugh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Why is the lady Galadriel may be, she said, yet here she has met her match in courtesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gently mm-hmm. you... You are uh, revenge for my testing of your heart at our first meeting. Uh, you begin to see with a keen eye. I do not deny uh, that my heart has greatly desired to ask what you offer. Wow. So he's pulling a, a Gladriel. Like he's, he's tempting her. She tempted them in, in, in the beginning, and he's tempting her now. Yeah, with an offer of what she would give them if they... Dude. Yeah, right? Attempt for attempt. It, there it is. And so a, an attempt for attempt. So she says, for you know, for many long years, I had pondered what I might do should the great ring come into my yeah. hands. Yeah, you know, uh, and this is a, as you said. She starts to talk about you know, um, in place of a dark lord, you would you know, you will set up a queen, and I shall and I shall not be dark but beautiful and terrible, as the morning and the night. Wow, fair as the sea and the sun and the snow upon the mountains, dreadful as the storm and the lightning, stronger than the foundations of the earth. And all shall love me and despair. 
I love that part in the movie too. I mean, it's, it is interesting because it goes back to the council, right? When they're talking about, could we use this? Who could use this? Why mm-hmm. don't we use it? So even, and it's, it's, it's almost kind of comforting to think that even someone so wise as Galadriel, she's thought long about this. Hmm. She thought about if it came to her, could she use it? And what would be the results? And it all sounds great uh, until she, oh, is it later where she says, dang it. Well, she, does she ever actually just flat at out the, say no at here? The, at the very end, um, oh gosh, and there's more to come. But she said, you know, Sam says you'd make some people, some, um, some folk pay for their dirty work. You know, if you did get the ring and you did use it. And she said, I would. Uh, that is how it would begin, but it would not stop with that, alas. Mm-hmm. With that, let's speak no more of it. So, you know, it, it, it would go, like we've talked about, it would go well for a while, but ultimately it would lead to doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot here, huh? Right at the end. This is back heavy for sure, guys. Yeah, it is. Uh this is seven of the nine. You did not see and recognize the ring upon my finger. Did you see? I'm right. That's where Sam is kind of talking. I'm just looking where she goes on this whole rant about what she would turn into. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that she eventually kind of laughs and gets shrunken down and says mm-hmm. in her heart, you know, mm-hmm. no, I, you know, this is, that's what it would do to me. Yep. You know, um, she would, people would despair. Mm-hmm. They would love her and despair. Yeah. You know, and she would be, she would want to be all these different. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. What's deep way deep down inside Gladriel. I don't know that it's so or, pure. Or all of us. Or all of us. Is that, sure. the, is that the lesson, right? Maybe. Even Gandalf says, don't tempt me. Do not tempt me with this yeah, ring. You're right. Can't use it. You know, I, I would, my intentions would be good, but it would control me. Okay. Well, wow, you're right. I just, I wish I would have got a chance to dig in there a little deeper on that last I bit. Mean, we I mean, uh, you know, we could spend forever. And that's the cool thing, too, is you guys will, you know, what are we, about four hours now? Yeah, we're we about, running on four hours, so you guys, you hours. guys will fill in the gaps too. There's, there's stuff that we could, I mean, we could literally have taken fill the whole the time, yeah, to talk about these, the last three paragraphs alone. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That's we, we don't. If we say it all, then what conversation is there to be had? And you guys have so many perspectives that you're going to bring. So, well, we had a lot of questions in that one, in, in that chapter actually. So, yeah, uh, there's with, a lot there. Yeah. Anytime you deal with elves, man. There's a lot of stuff. There's, there's deep I'm crap. just going to be vulnerable here, and I'm going to ask the question, and maybe some people can help us out in the group. You know, what is... Refresh my memory just a tidbit on Elrond and the idea of these three elven rings. You know? What are they allowed to do with them? Do they, you know, they, they possess them? Are they using their power? Because hmm. Elrond talks about how they, how they would use their power for, you know... Um, prosperity and and helping the land grow and heal and you know things like that and they're um, different because they were hidden right they were hidden by Celebrimbor yeah and Sauron wasn't able to corrupt them so they're more pure but they're still bound to the fate so that is a great question how 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 are these three and Gandalf has one yeah exactly Gandalf I, Elrond and and Galadriel so how do they use them that's a great freaking question, dude. I don't know. I, That's a year-long uh, podcast. You want to start one? Well, I think I kind of have some answers to it, but I just kind of want to... I'm one of those guys who likes to... I like to sit, think, go look up... I've got a couple things on mind. Legit. I just... I'm going to make note here in the doc to go Beautiful. back to... I love it. Um, when Elrond was speaking about these things and then maybe look some stuff up on, on Tolkien's gateway. Um, I just want to put some clothes on. 
You cold? No, after seeing, after looking at Galadriel, I just feeling all naked. Feeling naked. Yeah. And afraid. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. <laughs> Sauron does the same thing. Yeah, he does. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay, all right, guys. Well, I, all right. I have a cool connection real quick. Yeah, what do you got? So, uh, and it kind of goes with strawberries with cream, so it'll kind of roll right into there. Okay. But um, water scrying is an ancient method for mm. it's also called divination uh to because i was like what is the deal with the mirror like why sure why water what you know what is the deal yeah and um there's a lot of mystery as to how it actually works for galadriel there's in in the research i did i please if you know more and there may be more in the silmarillion that i haven't read yet yep. but let us know about that um but anyway uh nostradamus used the same method to make predictions about the future. No way. Yes. Yes. No kidding. So it's an ancient, uh, it's been practiced for a long, long time. Um, so he learned that from Gladriel. <laughs> wow. Must have. That's rad. That no, is radical. It's Nostradamus. It's no. It's, it's <laughs> Nostradamus. Yeah, it's Nostradamus. There you go. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's cool. That's good neat. chapter, dude. That is a good chapter. It's. I think, uh, are you okay? You kind yeah. of. You seem like boring. Man. I am just a little dazed, aren't I? I don't know what happened. Something I, just happened, dude. No, I, I'm, my mind is just thinking. Got to you. Yeah, she did. I'm. I'm thinking so much about what just happened. See, there's um, nothing in my brain, so I feel you know it's normal. Yeah, this this happens to me from time to time because I just get stumped by something and I want to go look it up, but we got to finish the podcast. So that's what you think. Okay. Uh, we got some bywater posts. Yeah. Still snowed under? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, we definitely snowed under. Uh, let's see here. We got Tish Munson, actually, this week. Yeah. So uh, we got some cool stuff here. She was a big fan of your draft of Doom. Yeah, so that's why, you know, we're going to read her stuff. Because, <laughs> you know, she's a, she picked, you know, she was right. I won the draft. Wow. Um, okay, so she talks about the importance of dreams. Uh, the the, the um, subject line of her email, or her uh, Bywater Post email, was uh, the enigma of the cinder. So I'll read this uh, part and then we'll get into her, her uh, Tolkien story. Um, one of the reoccurring devices in the book is the idea of dreams uh, preventing or encouraging characters. Um, let's see. Early in the book, it is staying Frodo's temptation to wander or strike out on the road for parts unknown. Hmm. Later on, Frodo has a dream about Gandalf and sees glimpses of his predicament in Isengard. Um, at the Council of Elrond, it is revealed that Boromir, that Boromir has arrived uh, in, in Imladris seeking the answers to a riddle that came in a dream, not only to him, but also to his brother Faramir. Uh, the dreams seem to come um, at cruxes. Without that voice telling Frodo not yet, he would have set out too early yeah. and would have been in the, let's see, it would not have been in the right place um, and right time to meet Tom Bombadil. Yes. You know, or to catch Strider yes. and Bree. Great points. Okay. Butterfly effect, man. Yeah. So while the riddle came um, far more often to Faramir, it is Bormir who set out from Gondor. Uh, did this unknown agent for good know that Bormir would falter and thus set in motion uh, the end of the war? Ooh, okay. Wow. Okay. Um, had Faramir gone instead, would the fellowship have remained complete? Uh, wow, but failed in their task as they tried. That's something we never ask to enter Mordor. Yeah, if it had stayed intact, would it have been a good thing? Right. Wow, Tish blowing our minds here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Gandalf says that Frodo um, was meant to have the ring, um, and that's an encouraging thought. Yes, it is, mm-hmm. actually. Um, so who is it? So who is this force for good opposing Sauron? Um, what being is is subtly manipulating the mortals of, of Middle-earth? Could it be Eru um, Iluvatar or one of the Valar or even Gandalf? Questions for the group. Wow. You know? Um, I, I like it because we've thought we've we've talked a lot about these influences, you know, um, this power that's that's kind of moving and working uh, in the land. So forces yeah. for good. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Amazing. All those so thoughts. Co- cool thoughts. There's, yeah. I, and I love. That there's really not always a, an answer to those. Questions. Love it too. Well, how do you have discussion if there's an answer? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's great. So okay. On to the Tolkien story. Your Tolkien story. Okay. Throughout my life, Lord of the Rings has been present, whether through my yearly reread, viewing, or the umpteenth time listening to the soundtrack. Oh, man. Soundtracks. So good. They're perfect. The lessons that Tolkien painstakingly recorded in his works are as um, prescient now as they were when I first discovered it. Time has only broadened my perspective and expanded my admiration and understanding of my favorite character, the ill-fated son of Gondor. Boromir. Wow. Very enlightening. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like many others, I first became interested through a watching of the Fellowship uh, DVD on a rainy afternoon at my best friend's house when we were in high school. I love how everyone came into it differently. It's so yeah. cool. Yep. She had introduced me to many other fandoms, Buffy and Stargate among them, but none have held my heart like LOTR. Mm-hmm. Precious. After one watching, I was hooked. I bought the book and challenged myself to finish it before the two towers came out that December. Nice. Love it. I did and thoroughly enjoyed the next two years uh, as this newfound work enriched my life. At school, I found new friends with whom I could discuss characters, relationships, and theories. It was a unifying factor uh, that could transcend clique, cliques and classes. Mm-hmm. I always misread, misread clicks <laughs> every yeah, time. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, when the extended editions came out, I eagerly watched the appendices fascinated by the process it took to create such a momentous piece. When Lord of the Rings tour came to the Boston Science Museum, I went twice, once to meet Sean Astin. Lucky. Lucky. This did nothing but sharpen my desire to create and collaborate. I joined the theater department and started creating props for shows. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. As I gained more experience, I started building sets and stage managing. Being able to move the audience the way the film moved me was incredibly rewarding, and I went on to gain my degree in technical theater. Wow. Now, as a professional technical director, I build sets, create props, hang lighting, stage manage, and run lights, sound, and projection. Holy crap. Wizard. Mm -hmm. She is a wizard. Yep. That gratifying feeling has not diminished, and it's a thrill during every performance. Lord of the Rings and the work of Tammy Lane. Oh, yeah, Tammy. And her colleagues changed my life. Next spring, as my fiance and I tour around New Zealand on our honeymoon, wow, I will be thinking of the girl 15 years ago who desired nothing more than to move than to work to Weta, than to work at Weta and create magic. Thanks for reading, <laughs> Tish Munson. Well, Tish, you know what? Uh, We're talking about dreams. Yeah, I think that fate may be before you yet. Yeah, you might have to go over uh, there and just freaking show them what you do, and they'll be like. Okay, Dish, um, you want to sign in the dotted line? You can move to New Zealand. Welcome aboard. That'd be great. Guys, Ez is out of it. That'd be great. Ez is... I'm okay. No, Galadriel's in your head, bro. I, something's Shake her off. It's okay. Leave her in I'm the woods. I'm shaking her off. <laughs> good, 
golly. No, hey, we know Tammy Lane, though, you know? So, I we mean, do. On, a, on a real personal level. So, I mean, we're hitting up for round two this fall. Yes, we are. So, more, more tales with Tammy. Yeah. Can't wait. She's amazing. What a beautiful lady. Okay, cool. Hey, uh, thanks again, Tish. You know, and make sure everyone uh, send. Oh, I've got, I got it, uh, the rundown. Yeah, I can speak. Stop. Stop it. Speak words. Um, I have the rundown here. We've got, uh, you know, Corey. Um, we've got uh, Alex, Aaron, Shelby, Mariah, so on, Michael, Jennifer, Susie, Charles. Ezra. Um, we've got a bunch of folks. Urza Crick. Bunch of folks coming up in the Bywater Post. Really so, exciting. Thank you guys. Keep sending those to um, unexpectedpod at gmail.com. There it is. There it is. Strawberries with cream Who? to finish out your night. What'd you call me? Darbar Mateem. Okay. Karen So. <laughs> If you could see things that have not yet come to pass, would you? We already answered that question, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Also, what method would you choose? Mirror on the wall? Hmm. Water mirror or mirror mirror, if you will? Palm reading? Tarot card from Miss Cleo? Hmm. How would you choose to see your future as? So you have to. You have to see your future. Okay, it's That's have part to. one. It's, uh, you know. Do um, you know... I actually picked up a traveler one time. I'm sorry? Yeah. A traveler? A traveler. Is that a map? I don't know. Uh, that, I, was on the road. I was on the road. And this individual was, I guess, hitchhiking. You would oh. Okay. Okay. And I was thinking an inanimate object. You're talking about a person. Person. Yeah. Hitchhiker? A hitchhiker. Yeah. Okay. There. Okay. There we go. Um, and she, uh, for, for, for payment... Uh, told your future. She she read my cards. She read she 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 said she she said, I'm a gypsy. Is it cool if I pay you in 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 a, in a reading? And I was like, um, what? Yeah, uh, sure. Where where do you need to go? I mean, I was just willing to take her down the road wherever she needed to go. Did you say to her, or did she say to you, you got to know when to hold them? And know when, when to fold them? <laughs> no, know she did not say that. Run away. Um, yeah, I'll actually have to pull out the card that she gave me at the end. She went through all the different cards, and she, um, forget what, I was the night of something, and she pulled out this card that came to her, and uh, it was me. I don't know. She, I don't know how how the card reading situation goes. Wow, don't remember what was happening because I was kind of in a trance. I felt like I was like, have was of, she Galadriel? I don't know, man. She's your Galadriel. It was weird. Do you know her name? No, I can't remember, man. Mitzi? I was, was I was Mitzi? like eighteen. Why was I picking up travelers? I don't. Where know. was this? Mount Vernon. This was this was not for an I I she wasn't Yikes. from the area either. She was just wow. literally um, uh, passing through and was moving down south with That's her family. That's what gypsies usually do. They kind of pass through. So I'm, did you, I know, I know. That's what she said. And Where I was did she like, come um, from? She can't, don't know exactly. I don't know. Uh, I can't, Are you making this up No, right I'm not now? making this up. This I, is insane, No, dude. I promise you. I was literally pulling out of... Get this, of all places, the China Buffet. <laughs> well, where else? Now, if you can't believe the that The sweatiest story, windows in Mount Vernon. My goodness. It was actually the new Hong Kong Buffet. And I'm actually... Yeah, before it was new China. I was, I, was, I was pulling out of there, and I can't remember. I had a, My friends were behind me, I think. I think it was like Tom, and we were just there for something. And this lady comes up to my car, and she like knocks on the window. Holy And I was like, bold. oh boy, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. And she was like, I know it seems crazy, but I think I, or how did she put that? She's like, but I need a ride. I think you can give me a ride. I think you're meant to give me a ride. Wow. You know, so. You're a sucker for fate. Yeah, it was weird. So yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Jump in. Wow. So. So right. via gypsy. Um, I would do an ass reading. <laughs> what does that even you mean? You laugh, What's but that even this mean? is a real thing. Um, 
Do you know Carl Pilkington? No. Or Carl Pilting Pilkington? He's done Idiot Abroad and um, what's the other one? Don't remember the other show. He's he's amazing. He's a British comedian that Ricky Gervais uses a lot, but he's amazing on his own. Okay. Anyway, the moaning of life. The moaning of life. It's in the moaning of life. Okay. And he explores these ideas like death, love, uh, calling sure. God, things yep. like that. Yep. Yep. And in one of them, he has his his arse read by this German dude who he literally pulls his pants down, lays. On his stomach, on a bed, and it's this blind dude, and he reads his ass and tells his future. What the heck? And it was incredibly accurate. So I would go with the I would go with the ass reading. That's wild, man. Apparently, like the bumps on your butt or something, you know, hair. I'm not really sure, but I think that'd <laughs> okay. be one hell of a way to, I to learn your future. If, if you thought I was what making you my backwards? story up, I I'm not. I never. I no. Let's go look this up. Wow. Let's go look this up. Okay. Butt reading is what I'd do. All right, cool. Time to share the load, my friend. It is. Uh, friends, we are later tonight, possibly. We'll or this morning. This morning, I guess, because uh, it's 1.46 a.m. Yep. No big deal here in Amanda, Ohio. We are recording our uh, Baron and Luthien, uh, just sort of our... It's our be real quick. Our walkthrough, yep. you know. Um, just our brief thoughts, because I think eventually, you know, as we do the reread process, these stories will come back up. Yes, we'll hit the Silmarillion. We'll hit yep. uh, all of the uh, great tales and things, so... We're going to do a, uh, an abridged version of that. Um, and so on next month, we've got something else planned. And we got kind of behind this. We had several things happen. You know, um, I'm moving. Um, school year starting back up. Arwen stuff. Yep. had a lot of stuff go on, guys. So we, we uh, unfortunately didn't hit our goal to get that up in, uh, in July. But we have it uh, for you tonight. A couple of days late. Yeah. yeah, we'll be and all right. So Not we'll bad. get that up there. Yeah. Anyways, you can find um, that at, <laughs> at, at uh, patreon.com forward slash up talking Tolkien. There we go. We said it right this time. Um, and also thank you for everyone who is supporting. I think we're how many patrons? 44, 45, 44 or 45. That's amazing guys. So, uh, really appreciate it. We're working hard to get you additional content, things that, that, uh, you know, little bonuses that hopefully are, you're finding uh, rewarding and also getting those t-shirts done. Um, we got all the sizes in. So sizes are all in. Uh, the mock-up is finished. We are going to be ordering those next Friday. That's right. Um, and so those will be coming out to you very soon. Hopefully, what, as by mid-end of August, probably end of August? I hope so. It just depends on the, you know... When uh, we get them in, right. We'll get them, and then if those of you who are international, um, as soon as we get them, we, we've got packages ready to go uh, to ship those bad boys out. Yep. So. We'll get them to you as as fast as we possibly can. We know that you've been waiting on those, and it's something we want to reward you. Yeah, and again, it, it was the debacle of the... <laughs> First shirt. I'm just going to call it the debacle. It was, it was a life lesson. It was something. Okay. All right, friends. Well, I think that is it for this week. Um, again, thanks for all your support and you know so much love in the group and uh, just positivity. I, I honestly get overwhelmed sometimes Me when too. I go in there. And you guys are just you're, you're so good to us. You're so good to each other, and it's such a positive community. I, I, community. I brag about it all yeah. the time. It really I, is a community that you're creating. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. So um, to all the new listeners, you know, if you you know if you're still catching up, that's totally fine. You know, yeah. we actually kind of go back from time to time. We'll we'll listen to. Um, we'll read your thoughts, even if they have to do with past chapters, you know, yeah. cause we're, we're, we refer back to, I mean, honestly, I'm thinking back to the council of Elrond a lot right now, yeah. you know, and stuff. So, um, 
they're, they're all still, still relevant. We'll, we'll still, still, still bring those up. Also, my apologies on not posting the thread last week. Wow. Slam on me. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's you a lot. You were living uh, but in your, I, I in feel your parking I, lot for a while, right? In your car. I'm living in my car. You're sleeping in your car. I am. So it, uh, that can be forgiven. I could have done it too. You know what I mean? And I, I, Well, I that's my job though. I, I totally forgot <laughs> to do that. So yeah, it's, it's not a big deal. So we'll catch okay. up on your reflections on LaFlorian and on this chapter uh, next episode. So gotcha. time for some weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite farewells. We want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode, we'll be digging deep into chapter eight of book two. We're coming to the end, guys. Mm-hmm. Farewell to Lorian. Yep. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. Hey, Kurt, here's the, here's the number. Are you ready? It's just a bunch of zeros. It's great. Uh, we'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight. And remember, Frodo lives. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.